podcast episode number 84 yes finally <laughs> yes do not adjust your 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 tv set or your uh <laughs> your tv set do not adjust your ipad or whatever you're listening on whatever new futuristic devices come out in the six years since we last recorded <laughs> right yeah whatever you do your computer you listen to it whatever this is it's been the longest drought we've ever had to this point we're back and we're going to explain you know where we've been and why we've been and uh what's happening but the important thing is we're here and we're going to do our damnedest to have a good time tonight and uh hopefully entertain you folks so i've been spending that patreon money that's right man <laughs> Yeah, you can spend it. Me too. And honestly, the, the only the only thing I bought recently, I bought myself a nice uh, fleece jacket. <laughs> Scott, this, this is for you, buddy. This is all jokes, man, because yeah. uh, uh, we mean nothing by it, and we're happy to be back, and uh, we're going to give you a good show. Just you. No one else can listen tonight. <laughs> Did you say Scott? What's his name? I don't think it's Scott. I thought it was Scott. Chris. Chris. Everyone knows Scott is a nickname for Chris. <laughs> Wait, Scott. Scotty. Well, that was named Scott from now on. <laughs> Try to give him a pseudonym for the. For just we so should we have kept him. <laughs> we should have kept him anonymous by calling him Scott. You're right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Scott. So anyway, welcome to the show. I'm Dave Z. These guys you heard talking. Christian was talking about Scott. Brandon was over here talking about fleece. <laughs> We're back. And this is the year of the patron. Although we've been absent for uh, one reason or another, but we're doing our best to make things up. And tonight we're talking about John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy, uh, The Thing, In the Mouth of Madness, and Prince of Darkness. And we have another couple uh, side reviews, triple R's if you will. And uh, they are going to be uh, see how see see what happens Demon in wind. practice. Demon wind and nightmares. Oh, Demon wind and nightmares. Yes, <laughs> Dave, you scared me for a sec. You look confused. Like those weren't the ones. No, they're the ones. It's just <laughs> a bit so long since I've watched them that you know I, I forgot. You know, but we're here now. I'm probably not going to be so great. Not that I ever am, but I'm probably not going to be on my A game. Uh, for more than one reason, but these guys here are going to probably pick up the slack because, you know, my memory has been documented here. Uh, I watched these movies over three weeks ago, and yeah. So, well, not all of them. I did rewatch two of them tonight and uh, a half hour of one. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens. One I've seen so many times, I don't need to rewatch it, so that's okay. Demon Wind? But... Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's I did. It's the latest poster I bought. It's on my wall and everything. Yeah, Demon Wind, huge fan, huge. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the poster art or the box art is probably the reason why I never saw this movie before this show. Really, I love that poster art. I think it's cool. I love the colors; they pop. Yeah, I think that's I think that's new wave colors. I don't know if they were that colorful back in the VHS box days. Maybe they were. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I don't remember from back then. I mean, I've only seen it in the last few years, so but we'll get there. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Slow your roll. Yeah, I don't remember this being a box cover in the 80s, but there yes. it is. Well, it was right? 1990 this movie came out, but this movie screams <laughs> 80s. That would make sense why it wasn't a box cover in the 80s <laughs> since yes. it came out in 1990. Yes. 
But it does remind me of the '80s, so I guess I just had that on my mind. Yeah, it fe- it feels '80s too. It feels oh, like it's on my mind. And that's Demon <laughs> Wind ratings. <laughs> well, let me think about this. The VHS for Demon Wind. I don't remember that being the cover. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to the B, and I'm going to uh, you know how they got a bunch of pictures and sometimes you get to the VHS cover. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, yeah, you guys amuse yourself while I look because I, I really have. Alright, tattooey. Alright, tattooey. You fucked up again, you asshole. Yeah, I did fuck up again, and I am an asshole. You know, I just asked the patrons. It gives everything to fucking the what? It's all about the what Z. How is it about the what Z? The what Z is once a month, and on top of it. We're getting our balls busted by freaking Moods and Derek, by the way. So, so once a month you put out more shows than we have. <laughs> why? What's what's going on with uh with them? You should know you're in the chat, but then again, you don't pay attention to much of anything lately, so who knows? But no, I, I, I really have no idea. I know you're not. I know. I, I, I'm being serious too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you're not. They were busting his balls. They said it's a stupid name, and you know how they gang up on people. That's what they did to, to Watson. You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the air. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm not, I, <laughs> I can't, I, I'm being serious here. And this is nothing against the show. Please do not, I don't want people fucking tearing me apart. You can't complain about the Watt Z when your show is called the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. Right. <laughs> no offense. And, and no offense, because when I heard that name of the show, before I knew anybody, I'm like, what the fuck is this name of the show? And I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm like, I'm not listening to that. Then I got to know the show, the people and the guys, and then I'm like, oh, okay. I'm really but, not listening yeah. now. <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> it's like I got a whiskey laugh there. Holy shit, that was funny. Speaking of whiskey, <laughs> I'm drinking vodka, people. I'm drinking vodka. I've been sober on like what is the show eighty four? I've been sober on probably like eighty two shows that we've done. So due to recent circumstances, many on top of others, I'm drinking vodka tonight. So if I'm my your usual Dave Z, well, now you know why. Hopefully, you know. In the end, let's just hope. I and I feel like this might be the start of a more consistent schedule for the foreseeable future. The start? You mean the return? We were. Very consistent. Oh yeah, no. For it just happened to be years. Yeah. For three and a half years, we were we were every two weeks for pretty much. Oh yeah, man. That whole the first like like eighty three episodes. In a nutshell, I don't even know what's going on with Dave, but in a nutshell, I'll tell you. For me, uh, I was away half the month, and we've worked around it. It's every two years in July. My schedule is fucked, and, I, and we knew this going in, and we tried to work it out, and two years ago, we did it fine. I We recorded right before I left, and I kind of edited the show when I was away, but we couldn't do that, and that's due to things that I don't even necessarily think we need to go into because they're kind of personal for right. for everybody. So, like, I mean, uh, but that that's the reason why, but we're back, and that's really all that matters, and I don't know if we have to really dwell on it too long, but I just, you know, no. there, there's legitimate reasons as to why. It's not like, oh, we can't get together for three fucking hours or, or whatever, because there's more to it than that, obviously. Oh, there's yeah. more to it, sure. Yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, I, I want to say that we've all worked more hours this year or done more schooling or, or whatever, and I'm, I've been working a new job. You know, I've been working a few new jobs the last couple of months that have gone long and a lot's been going on with work for, for all of us or school or, and on top of that, there's been health issues for more than one family member. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, 
just on my on my side, my wife has been out of work for uh, almost three months now, and she a long time ago had a, a situation. She had cancer. Okay, this is like right when I first met her too, and it was very grim, and it got to the end. Like she thought she she bought a plot and everything. It was bad. Holy she shit, ended up Andrew. fighting back. Yeah, she fought back and she beat it. And um, now she always has to check things out every couple of years. And there's been some incidences happened this past year that that caused that gave us cause for alarm. So she had to get tests done. She had to do some other things. And as a result, because she was still on probation from her her job at the airlines, not probation for anything she did wrong, just because she had only been there for less than six months still. She wasn't able to, you know, she missed work and they hassled her. They gave her some business. So she's been on suspension because of it. Then that means suspension means you're not getting paid. Uh, they said that she'd be on call and that was just a, a jerk off. So bottom line, I've been working my ass off because uh, of issues that have that have ha- occurred with my wife. Thank God she's okay. She is okay. Most she's going to have to get thing. right. The most, that is the most important thing. It, it, you know, I'm not saying it took us to the poor house, but I've been I've had to work a lot to keep our heads above water. Our air conditioner broke. That's five thousand dollars that I didn't have that I ended up having to you know beg, borrow, and steal from other people to to make it work in 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 the interim. It's just been a lot of stress happening, and that's just my side. There's been other things which nobody has to talk about. I'm just saying that's just one health issue, you know. And there's a there's a bigger health issue which I'm not getting into. It's not for me to say, but there's been things going on. Uh, and it all happened at once, and you know some things were said uh, on on the Patreon, and it's 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 water under the bridge, you know everything's okay. But it was it was a, a bad thing for me, and I, this isn't just about me, but I'm just saying it was a bad thing for me to wake up to and hear somebody complaining about something because I've tried to say everything on the Patreon page, saying hey, listen, we know we're behind. This is that we're gonna get to everything. I'm posting the shows and what's being reviewed in every show. Maybe they'll be once a month. Maybe they'll be more. Maybe they'll be less. But they will be done. If anybody has any problem with that, please pull your, you know, your, your what you're giving us monthly away. We're, we're we understand. It's fine. Everyone's oh, yeah. going through things. I mean, so, it, it, so it, okay. that's just a bonus. Like I mean, yeah, I like I mean, right. honestly, I I'd rather not have any of that. The Patreon's supposed to be it's supposed to be kind of a fun part too. I mean, I know you guys are donating right. cash, but that that's really all. It's supposed to be. We don't. I don't want it to be a make or break. And fuck, it, it's just sh- shitty that it happened the day we were actually going to be recording. <laughs> right. Finally. Well, the thing is, he had been asking me for a few weeks. Many people have been asking for what's going on. When's there going to be a new show? This. Is, so last week we were supposed to record a bonus thing, just because we had no time to even for the movies. And I said, hey, let's do a ninety-minute thing. And we were all set to do it. And then I told someone who ended up complaining this morning, same guy. You know, I said, hey, we're going to record something tonight. It's going to be ours. It's just going to be us. You know, it's not going to be this. He wanted some new material. Well, they ended up falling through. Anyway, it's it has been tough for us to get together. And for me to wake up to that this morning and read that, it, and then on top of it, I uh, listen, I have tough skin. I'm not one of those thin-skinned people when it comes to things like that. I, I mean, I've worked jobs all my life. People could say anything they want to me. It doesn't hurt my feelings. But when it comes to this show... And, and putting things out, you know, for entertainment or whatever. If somebody questions things or they think that, you know, and I'm I'm just talking about me here. I'm sure these gentlemen feel the same way, but the way my emotions are, it my feelings do get hurt when it, when someone thinks I'm being disingenuine because 
and, I, and I'm not patting myself on the back because I hate to do that. I really do. Ask anyone that knows me well. I do not. I don't like. I don't take compliments well. But I will give somebody the shirt off my back. I will do anything I can for people when I can, to the utmost. And when someone thinks I'm being disingenuous, that is the one thing that that fucks me up the most. And it does. It does hurt my feelings, and it does cause me to to think. I don't know. Maybe oh, I, mean, I think it, that's understandable. I, I think I we all do this, too. Yeah. I, I, I kind of felt the same, the same way. Yeah. I, Sorry, I felt B. the same way a little bit. No, I just don't want anyone to think that our lack of production or anything or has anything to do with any malicious intent. It really doesn't. You know, Dave just talked about what he's going through. I'm going through something very similar. A lot of craziness. We're all just going through crazy times right now. And, uh, you know, it's re- there's no malicious intent behind uh, behind not putting out uh, the product. The product. The product. <laughs> we're all, we're, we're sound just like products. An the product. We're, we're, we're just products. <laughs> well, you know what? I think uh, just so that we can combine things. I mean, the show's going to be long, like you said, Dave, one way or the other. But I think we can combine sure. maybe a couple of the questions as we that were were posted on the page. You know, throughout the show. You know, one or two. If we can't get them to all this episode, no problem. We'll continue on the next episode too. I have no problem. Go with ahead. It. Because the, the first go one's ahead. very easy. Christian, what are you on, and where can I get some of it? And that was from Rebecca, who's uh, on In the Mic of Madness, uh, another great nice. horror podcast as well. Rebecca, this is a natural high, babe. <laughs> He's just snorting that bagged milk. Yeah. <laughs> natural high. Am I allowed to say, babe, wait, this is the hashtag Me Too movement. I mean, uh, Rebecca? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm allowed to say. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you listen to Rebecca's show, they have the commercial for the pussy plugs on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know how Which that I bought. <laughs> oh, Which you bought? I bought. Hey, you need them. You need them, buddy. I know. <laughs> we all need them. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that was some because I had been talking about quitting podcasting for a few days because of because when that thing went down last week and we couldn't do that little thing, it was just one more nail. And I was like, you know what? What the fuck? I it it it's just been one thing after another, and then one little thing happened, and I was like, you know what? I just I, I don't even know. I, I just want to wrap the show up, get to a hundred, get done, or maybe quit till the end of the year. I was just talking about getting out of it, and then I you know I said something, and somebody questioned something on the page. Then it, it just so happens to be that the last two days I had been talking about that, and there's a little thread on the page, and then that thing happened this morning with the patron. So it's just been everything. It's just been this whirlwind of that on top of everything else in our personal lives. And then that came in and I was like, what the fuck? Then I go to work today. I work another 11 hour day and I don't even barely have time to freaking eat or do anything. Uh, I couldn't finish watching the movie. I wanted to watch, but I got here and here we are. That's the bottom line is we're here now. I'm going to be sucking on this vodka, whatever. We're going to roll with it. Hopefully it's a good show. I want to do the Ram man, a salad. Because I know he wants us to talk about these movies. This is for him. Got, and this is for him. And he's Ram Man has been listening to my shows and this show forever. And, you know, I want to make sure. A fool. <laughs> <laughs> so well, anyway. Well, Marco we also says, and I don't think this could be the episode. Can we have an episode where Dave sings the whole episode? What is with Marco? Marco, man, I love this guy because he's very, he's very uh, much on the page. He loves... Our shit. He loves twenty-two shots for whatever reason, but he loves the singing. <laughs> he loves when people fucking sing. Not me necessarily, but he loves your voice. He says you have a voice of an angel, Dave. Yeah, you know, 
boy, if it was before this, this last couple of days, I would have said I'm going to make that a patron perk and make it, make it, <laughs> and I'll sing the entire show. But <laughs> I, I'm, I can't even joke about the the Patreon page, so <laughs> I won't even say that because I'll sound like I'm fleecing, you know? So <laughs> fleecing the- like Jackie Gleason. <laughs> One of the perks is going to be that we show up and actually record. <laughs> <laughs> Insert more money for us to actually record. Yeah, please. <laughs> You can't get hey, together. We are gonna reach sure, up. we could get together. But <laughs> <laughs> he talks, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, everybody. Half kidding. You know, <laughs> to sum that up with that, and I'm, I won't get on it again, and I won't talk about it all night. But I realized something. I realized something. We're gonna restructure the patron. We're probably just gonna have like four levels, and that's it. We have some ideas, but that's it's gonna be restructured once and for all. We're gonna do something that I think is a good idea that we all can agree on. But we're not overworked, and we have to do five movies a show. And that you guys will like too out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yes. But the thing is. This is what I realized, and I've been pining on it and stewing on it and looking at and it's a big weakness of mine, and it's some, It's why I, I personally don't love myself. It's something about me that I don't like at all, and it's, I, I stopped doing it, but I used to look at all these horror podcasts and, and, and see what they're doing on their patron, and that's how I would judge success. Not because of the financial part of it, because of, hey, how could this show get $800 a month? <laughs> and... And, and we're, you know, and we're in the, what we're, where we are. It isn't that I, it isn't that I want the money. It's just that how come they have such an allegiance of fans that they're willing to get that, that they're willing to pay them out that much money. And I was looking at things like that. Cause there are three or four shows that are like that, that aren't first year shows, but they are to me because of what they're doing. But I mean, they're not like, you know, they're not famous people. They're just shows like us. Okay. And I look at these shows and I'm like, how is this happening? Then I thought, of, and it, it didn't occur to me until today. Those shows are weekly. We're not a weekly show. I can't expect us to to get the kind of numbers in downloads or on patrons uh, when we're not putting out weekly shows. So it didn't occur to me till today. Now, do they watch all the movies for their patrons? No. The funny thing is they have so many listeners. They have like 5,000 listeners a show and maybe only you know, 20% of their listeners are donating to their patron, but that is still, you know, a dollar a year, a dollar, that adds up. They just have the voice out there. Maybe because they're weekly. I don't know. But I look at some of these shows and I listen to those shows and I say to myself, and I've talked about it on the air before, and it makes me sound competitive, I guess. And I, I, I wish I didn't think that way. But I know the work that we put into this show, and I know I, I think our entertainment value is just as good as those other shows, if not better. I've even talked about it with the iTunes things. Hey, these guys have a whole bunch of iTunes. We want to get to that level. Listen to that show and listen to us and tell me that you think that they're that much better. That they, you know, Not that I'm hating on anybody's show. I just wanted us to be on that level. And I'm happy we are where we are. Don't get the wrong idea. I don't want to come off like a jerk, but I'm 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 bearing my soul right now, and that that's just what I'm. Th- these are my inner feelings, and I have nothing to hide. I'm an open book, but I do look at those things, and I haven't looked at the, those numbers in a while. But it does affect me. I'm very happy we're the most downloaded show in the history of horophilia. That makes me feel good. It makes these guys feel good too. I'm sure. I mean, it's great, and we love the listeners, and we love doing the show, but. Well, and I gotta I gotta keep it going because you're you're spilling it out. I think you I think you've said it all, man. I think you you've laid it all on the line. They know where we are. We'll we'll leave it there and we'll 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 get on with the show. 
There's one that's, I'm going to skip over a couple of questions because if you are on the video feed, it, it couldn't be more relevant right now. Uh, Sam Edwards says, why is Brandon so pale? He makes Nosferatu look tanned. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, I, I know he's asking a question, but I, I just think it's funny. No, I really... <laughs> did we ever figure out what it is? Because I actually... No. I, I don't... It's the brightness of my computer screen is what it is. Yeah, but how bright do you have that fucker? I, yeah, I, I it's a, it's a It's a computer monitor slash tanning pit. It's like a thousand watts. <laughs> Shoot it. It's a thousand wattsies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just about, it's just about to follow up with that. Now I'm gonna. I, I know this director, but I'm horrible with pronunciation of names. If you don't know me so well, uh, Yordi, that not the, his name. But what are your feels about? You now is it Jarowski movies? The guy that did uh, uh, Holy Mountain and uh, yeah, Santa and, uh, Santa Sangre. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Andre Jodorowsky. Jarowski. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I got his yeah. last name right. Yeah. Yeah. El Topo, Holy yeah. Mountain. I've actually never seen any of those. I've only seen. Um, Santa Sangre. I actually own the uh, Blu-ray, and I enjoy that film. It's that's weird. Horror. Yeah, that's I've, hard. I've the, seen the that in Holy Mountain. The, I've never seen Holy Mountain. I always hear very mixed reviews about them. It, it's fucked. It, it, it's it, it's like a allegory type movie. Like I mean, you know his his style is a little bit more abstra- uh, absurd or like almost like um, oh uh, Phantom of Liberty director. Crocker, I can't remember the name now. I'm I'm, uh, I'm going back to film school days, but he, he, it's definitely not as uh, linear storytelling. So if you're not into that, you might it might Ab- throw abstract. you off. Abstract, yeah, Abs- yeah, it's definitely abstract. But I'm just saying that's not for everybody. It's more yeah. linear. It's more linear Quigley, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Woo. we're back. We're back, and and I do want to say one more thing. Thank you so much to the people that did come out and support us that have said all these great things about us in, in this little whirlwind 24, 48 hours and some of the things that have gone out. Some people came out and they, they, they said some really good things. And that means more than anything. That means more than, you know, than how much a patron brings in and, and how many ratings you have on iTunes. At the end of the day, uh, you have – it's interactions with the listeners. And when people say, Hey, we, we dig what you're doing. That, that makes me, you know, the most happy personally. So 100%. And not only that, the fact, I mean, even though, yeah, we got a little upset we got a little hurt by, you know, what went down, even that was in, in sort of like a, it was a compliment, you know, here's somebody who's like, I want content. It's not like they're saying, stop recording. We hate you. And somebody's like, put stuff out. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's really great to support. And from, I, from I, I'll, I'll leave with one more for now, and maybe we'll come back to this later, and we'll continue to do this as well. But speaking of positive thoughts and, and, and supporters, Christine, she she wrote, has anybody watched Typewriter yet? And if you did, can you explain if this is a kid's horror or not? I've not even heard of this movie. I've heard of it only from seeing her question, and I think I heard someone else watched it also, but I know nothing about it. I think it's a show, first and foremost. No, no, one, no one's commented on it, so I'm assuming that most people haven't seen it. Because most people Yeah, will... I think it's a show. It's a show ah, on Netflix, okay. I believe. Now, I think I heard this a few weeks ago. I think Becca mentioned it on Shockwaves. She was talking about watching it. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she said it was a show. She likes to watch a lot of shows. So, And I, I, based, based on what she said, I thought that uh, I, I might actually watch it with my daughter. Because... 
I don't know what to watch with this girl anymore. Not even just her, with me and my wife and daughter. It's It has to be a show. I can't keep watching my movies all the time. And that's something else. I come home from work at summertime. It's me and my wife and my daughter. I do want to spend some time with them. It can't be every day a horror movie that I have to watch for a podcast. That's yeah. something else that figures in. And I want to spend quality time with my family too. So I try to do both. I try to watch something with them. And then I'll come in the basement if I, if need be in my horror room. Do you clean up after? Do I clean up? Absolutely. After, I, you, after you come in the basement? <laughs> I, I can't come in the basement. It's too cold down here. <laughs> You're uh, right. It is It is a show. It's actually an, a Hindi show. Oh, it's a Hindi indie. All right. Yeah, Hindi <laughs> indie show. Nice. Starring the one and only Harrison Ford, also known as Hindiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, God. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. Maybe it's a vodka, but that's a good one. Oh, my God. I saw... So, last night, I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And? Really, really fucking enjoyed it, man. Really enjoyed it. Uh, That's all I'll say. I'm not going to get into it other than... Well, that's all I'll say. I'm not going to spoil anything other than there's a Teddy Savalas reference in it. I got his name right, right? Teddy? Teddy. Teddy Savalas. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Teddy Savalas reference in it, which made me fucking howl. Lisa and the Devil? That's it's got it. It wasn't that. Lisa the Devil. It's just the fact oh, that he's yeah. referenced, and it's not even even that funny. He's just referenced to have been with them in, in this one area, and I think I laughed out loud in the theater only because of <laughs> I was like De Niro in fucking Cape Fear. <laughs> oh, which I'm finally gonna watch this year for for the show for Duncan's. Uh... For the see, that's also taking up some time, but I could not pass that opportunity up. I listen to that show every year. He does a summer series, and we're doing the '90s this year. And the top 25 movies, we have to watch them all before the final roundtable to rank them all. And Cape Fear is one of those movies that made the '90s, and I've never seen that movie front to back. All I've seen is funny enough. That scene with him laughing in the theater and the very end with the water rising. That's yeah. all I've seen. In that, so I have to watch it now. You never go front to back. <laughs> and you never what go mouth of, to yeah, ass. You never go ass to mouth. What kind of dyslexic <laughs> chick? Yes. It's a walka walk. I got a show tonight. Yes, it is. Uh, thank, uh, by the way, thanks for the invite, Duncan. Brendan and I, thank you so much. Yeah. It's off. funny. You got to be on his page. You got to be on his page. First that's of all. true. I recently oh. mentioned something like that to JP. I'm the Duncan Donuts page. He's gonna put in a word for me. <laughs> yeah, Dude, oh. Duncan will work with anybody. Duncan uh. is great. You just got to freaking get on the page and, and talk to the dude. And yeah, then more exploding heads. Representation. I don't talk to anybody. I watch shit. I watch it. I listen to shit. I don't converse. No. <laughs> all right, come on. Did you say Duncan Donuts? Yeah, I did. Uh, you, okay. I ripped that I'm... joke off. You said it. I think a couple episodes back. I might have said Duncan Hines. You sweet talker, Betty Crocker. <laughs> so funny you guys bring that up. Am I the only one that ever thought that Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima were fucking? <laughs> <laughs> they broke like up, it. though. <laughs> they broke up? Yeah, yeah, you know what happened? Uncle Ben is a one-minute started... man. <laughs> 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 Fuck Betty Crocker. That fucking cracker. Right. No, he started sleeping with Mama Celeste. He went for the Italian. <laughs> Mama Celeste, face up. You get a job. <laughs> I've been waiting 84 episodes for that joke. I've been waiting <laughs> for 87 episodes. Oh, I got to wait okay. for you more then. 
What did you say? 87? 84. What a segue, Rammy. Rammy. Ram here we go. <laughs> Ted Rammy. <laughs> Any relation to Teddy Savalas? Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking live it down. Okay. What are we gonna do first year? We gotta do a um a carpenter, no? Let's do it in order. Well, well, we could do uh yeah, we could do a feature trip feature trip feature, or we could do a yeah. trip trip feature feature feature. Well, why are we? Why would we change it? Let's just do a feature. <laughs> <laughs> why do we even have this every time? We're like, and then we could do a trip, and then a feature, a trip, a feature, a trip, a feature. I just thought maybe because it's the, uh, it's you know it's the Carpenter trilogy. Like there shouldn't be any interruptions in there. That's all I was thinking. This but is that's us. fine. Interruptions. That's fine. All right, then I guess uh, should we go in order? Yep. Demon Wind. <laughs> Demon Wind. <laughs> Demon Wind is the first of the Apocalypse trilogy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it should be the end because I felt like ending it all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe we should do it. Maybe B's on to something. Want to do that tonight, C? Yeah. Or is it heavy-handed? No, no, let's all... do it. We okay, don't play do by the rules. We can do whatever we want. We let's just changed them within one minute. <laughs> let's, let's, start with, let's start with it. Let's start right off with Demon Wind from 1990, written and directed by Charles Philip Moore. With the need to investigate the mysterious death of his grandparents, Corey and his friends assemble back to the old farm where it all began 60 years earlier. And that was the VHS cover, going yeah. back to that. So there you go. Oh, but then you have this crazy-looking one from uh, the UK, which, I don't know, look. That might have been the one we got, though, for some reason. That looks like something I would have seen. I don't know. Uh, I vaguely remember the one that is with the multicolored demon breaking through a window, it never made me want to rent it. So I do have kind of yeah. the same sort of past as you, Dave, in that regard. There were certain movies that yeah. I based it on the cover and I never watched it. First time we, I, I watched this twice for the show because of the delay in the recording. First time I watched it, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? As I usually <laughs> do with a lot of these movies. I'm not very forgiving of stuff. It, it's well lit for a no budget movie. I mean, it looks a bit different. It's just very flatly directed. It doesn't have a good soundtrack. Those are the two, I guess, negatives to it. The soundtrack is just kind of like stock background music. And it's just flatly directed because the bad performances actually work in this movie's favor to create Agreed. some, to create some funny moments. But I love it. Yeah, I agree. Yes. <laughs> it's a great party movie. It's a great. I can, this is a movie I 100% would watch with my buddy and my brother. Yes. We, it's perfect because. Because. And I'm not saying the movie is perfect. No. But it's perfect for, for that group, for the three of us to get together because it's still quality in the department of, of gore and kills. And it's still ridiculous that you can laugh at it at the same time. That doesn't happen very much. And I will say this. And by the way, this is for Scott. <laughs> I mean, Chris. Chris. So there you go, Chris. You don't have to wait longer than anybody else. We did yours first. <laughs> um, <laughs> he knows we're busting his balls. He's not going to those motherfuckers. <laughs> so, yeah, Scott. <laughs> Scott. Oh, it's funny because that's my buddy's name, Scott, that I watch the movies with. But anyway, Scott. this is one of those movies. It's not easy to do. It is perfect for that kind of night. And the first time I watched it, this is one that I actually rewatched. See, there you go, Scott. See, I watched it twice for you. Anyway, 
Uh, I watched it like three weeks ago the first time. And Scott. It was a, I'm calling him Scott because it's the joke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the joke. This fucking uh, guy. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> Scotty too hottie. No, no. The deal is I watched it the first time a few weeks ago or whatever it was, three weeks ago. And I don't think that I was in the right frame of mind. I just got home from work. It was daytime. I don't know. I, I don't think I grasped it. Last night or two nights ago, I sat down. I was in my basement. I was by myself, undisturbed. And I watched the movie, and I got more out of it this time. And uh, I had fun with it. It's 1990, and it's obviously very Evil Dead influenced. But oh, a total ripoff. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty. Yeah, pretty much a, a complete ripoff. But you know, I, I agree with you in the sense that it's a good party film. It's it's entertaining if you don't take it seriously. But if you try to really make sense of the story and what's going on and how it resolves itself, then you're like, what? Yeah, oh. I mean, it's just it's it's almost like it, it's almost it's, like it was written on the spot. Yeah, it's ludicrous. <laughs> like, but but some of that is what works as that party movie. Like, uh, this is uh, this is not high art. Like I said, it, like we just said, it, it's a ripoff of Evil Dead. Very, very much a ripoff. But they, they at least try to wedge in some atmosphere. We got smoke machines going a mile a minute. Uh, there is some good comedy. I mean, there's an introduction to a character that a guy whips a can at. And the guy fucking hacky sacks the can up into the sky <laughs> twice. Then Roundhouse kicks it in back into the guy's face. Dude, that's one of the funniest scenes. Not only that, the fact that they show up as magicians. Yes, it was great. He's a magician. <laughs> only, to throw, magician. only to throw their magician costumes on the ground and just leave it. And not only that, they left the rabbit behind too. Yeah, that was one of my questions in my notes. What happened to the rabbit? Oh, I'll tell you, I, 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 you're right. And what happened to the bird? Although the bird came back later on for no reason when that one guy got turned into his childhood self and then he got turned into a bird. It made no sense. It was oh. great. Oh, this that is... was a different guy. That wasn't one right. of the magicians. Yeah, if it was but... a magician, it would have made sense. But for no reason, the other guy, <laughs> he was getting turned like he was like a teenage self, then he was a young boy self, then he was a baby, and then he was the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I kind, I kind of like that though because you notice like when they were killed in uh, when they were when they were saved when their souls were saved they were they were turned like that and they would you would see the white light whereas when they were evil and killed it would become like the orange light so it was almost like his soul was saved really and his, and his innocent spirit made it yeah so Jack was saved whereas everyone else was sort of like doomed and trapped in this, in hell. Wow, dude, you took something out of this I, I, movie. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I think that's what the color differences represented. Wow. Oh, my God. You're, you're, he's giving this movie a Joey treatment. Over there. <laughs> well, no, no I'm telling it. you, this, wow. hey, this movie, I'm not rating this movie hey, ridiculously Joey. low or ridiculously high, but I will say it would have probably gone up a full point, maybe even a point and a half. I put that much onus on the lack of sound design and music. If they upped the score... Ooh. If they up the score and if they had actual sound design for the effects, because there's like those ridiculous uh, end of Hellraiser effects where everybody turns into like an aha video and stuff like that. And they like they mm. they'll disappear and into big colors of orange or whatever. If you if you know the end of Hellraiser, you know what I'm talking about. They, they There's no sound effects for any of that. And it's just a stock background kind of low key music. So nothing really builds so although the third act has a lot of gory effects and, it, and it's goofy and over the top, it really could have elevated the movie 
had they actually put a little bit more effort into the soundtrack. See, I wasn't so concerned about that, more about the setup, because at the beginning, you have our main character, Corey's grandmother, who's a witch, trying to stop the demons in the 30s, and she's unsuccessful with it. But she has this book that is used later on in the film, and of course it has English translation, because they're reading it in English, and all it takes is the reading of a couple of spells, and it's over. So it's really quite simple. Why didn't she just read the spell from the book and it would have been over? It wasn't over, though. They were unsuccessful when they tried. Remember? Well, they, they left one behind. Some huh? ginger who's in the hills just waving a stick at everyone. No, but they got killed. They got whacked. They, they, there wasn't any success with, with the woman, with the grandparents. No, the grandparents were unsuccessful. But at the yeah. but at the end of, uh, of the film, the teens were very oh. successful in terms of just it was overly simplistic. True. The whole movie's overly simplistic. The fact that you're even, I, I think, even focusing so much on the story is crazy to me because it's really one note. <laughs> to be honest, it really is. Like, I'm shocked that we're even going into this much detail. It, well, I feel like, you know, it's yeah, no, it. it, it, someone picked it. I'm trying it's to what like, we do. Really analyze what we do. the story a little. <laughs> it, it is Look, ridiculous. I'll tell you what my notes say. Yeah. The effects are pretty good. They, oh, they're freaking great. They're great. Yeah. The sound design. Uh, I will follow it up. The sound design is terrible. It's like it's like it's like from seventies TV shows. Like I feel like I'm watching Gunsmoke. You know, it's <laughs> you know bad. The punching I, I, and all that shit. And I just, really wasn't paying cheesy. attention to it, but I really feel like it it could be overly emphasized as bad, especially watching it with a bunch of Carpenter films, where sound design is always like off the chain. Yeah, but I Which mean, for a low budget movie on fleece. They obviously put they put a lot <laughs> they put a lot of into the the special effects and and they were they were goofy they were sloppy but they were fun they're fun and gory and they worked uh, I mean we already I already made a joke I don't know if you heard like that that one but I loved you and there was another yeah. <laughs> after yeah. she, st- she stabs him in the in the head or vice versa <laughs> she dies there's another one there's a couple of I exchanges there's a couple right. of exchanges that were absolutely ludicrous but. Oh, totally. Raise, raise my enjoyment level uh, like a, yeah. a, a bunch. Like, it, it elevated it from being like just a ho-hum, mediocre film. Like, because it was so... Outlandish, just as, the enjoyment I got from this is maybe not as high as what you got from Conquest, Dave. But it's getting up to that level. Mm-hmm. You're much higher than I'm going to come on, on Conquest than on this movie. But this, it, this was fun. Conquest is more coherent than this. But th- this is fun in the sense that it's just... You could just kind of throw it on at any time and just uh, enjoy the absurdness of it. It's and it's basic. one of those, and it's a film that has a beautiful release. I don't own it, but Vinegar Syndrome put it out. So a lot of people do own it. And it's it a, looks it, good. Yeah, oh, Prime. Vinegar Syndrome. I, have an, I, no, yeah. I watch it on Prime. But it yeah, me good too. There. Me yeah. too. But Vinegar Syndrome puts a lot of their transfers on Prime, I notice. Yes, they do. So, uh, you know, it, it's a film I wouldn't mind owning, even though I don't necessarily love it, but it's. You know, even just I know you're saying the characters, uh, you know, the lack of of talent plays to its benefit. But, you know, it's, it's it could be jarring at first if you're expecting a good film, like right from the opening scene where uh, <laughs> Bonnie's turned into a doll and like yeah. nobody. Oh, even, that was great. And it's great, but nobody <laughs> it's creepy as hell. But nobody even reacts. A yeah. talking doll at that. A talking, a talking doll that's <laughs> bleeding, and yes. and then they walk into the house, and even nobody it's, even yeah. mentions. Yeah, it, nobody even mentions it. It's just a door frame. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, yeah they're totally. No they they he goes around going, wow. They they set it up. 
they show us as the audience, okay, this is like a TARDIS house. Like, like they walk exactly. into it. That's exactly yeah, you walk, you walk around to the side, yet no one said, hey, you know, this is an ancient route. This is like just the front of the house, devastated, yet we're walking into it, and it's a full house inside. No one that's- ever acknowledges it. It's crazy. That would have been a great joke if somebody said, oh, it's a lot bigger on the inside. <laughs> that would have been a good joke. Or the fact that those two guys go, like, that one demon rips, rips open her shirt and and, and uses <laughs> and seduces them. And they're like, demon. They totally call it out, but yet they go out to try to fight her off. Yeah, Chuck and Stacy, like, I, I know they were looking at that girl like they wanted her, but clearly they're banging each other. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. It's so funny, Dave, that your cat is here right now because my cat just came and left. Like, literally 10 seconds before your cat really? came into frame there. That's hilarious. Ginny was over here. She's been hanging out with me, like, as usual. And she was just sitting on the floor. And I, I just called her over. And then she <laughs> she jumped up on the uh, on the area. But, I, yeah, yeah, I think they were gay, too, even though they, they yeah. seemed to mask it with wanting that woman. <laughs> oh, you think so? Hmm. Well, they were pretty tight. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> that's where the rabbit went it's in somebody's <laughs> anal cavity there you go down the rabbit hole absolutely <laughs> woo their dialogue was ridiculous though he's like he was what did he say he was one sick pup and then Turkey goes I hope they burn slow oh, that was freaking yeah. great man and the whole scene when they go out when they get whacked that it, that dialogue was cheesy and bad and I don't the, the sound design is the wrong thing to pick on it's more more the the ADR, it's just like yeah. silly. It's silly ADR. It's it's the, the stuff they throw in there. Like I said, it's like a 70 TV show. It's it's just odd. It's just odd choices. But it doesn't feel like 1990 to me. It, it no. does feel like something from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I enjoy it. I like how they rip off the friggin' uh, The Omen with the seven daggers and the sun. I, I actually read <laughs> up on it thinking this, this must have been filmed like 83, 84 and got shelved and then re-released. And then I realized, no, it was shot in like 89. And release in ninety, and I was really surprised by that. But yeah. you can't Why fault did... you can't fault the movie where a guy roundhouse kicks a demon's head off. There's got to be some merit <laughs> you give the movie, and, and it was before Dead Alive, with the whole like yeah. kung fu and priest. It's got, and it's got better gore than Dead Alive. This Whoa, to me, let's although, not go crazy. Hold on, okay, hold on. I'm going to revisit that movie for the first time in years this month because it, it's on the top 25 uh, on Duncan's show. So I do have to finally rewatch it again. But oh my, my memory of, of Dead Alive is, is that the, the gore is like goofy-ish. I don't well, know. It, it's Where goofy, but me? it's so amazingly done. Like There's two okay. effects that back to back. That one one of the ones where the, the zombie, the guy comes out through the uh, dumbwaiter or whatever like that, and, he, and he's missing half of his body, only to be followed up by the girl that's screaming and a zo- gets the zombie hand punched right through her mouth. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Mwah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll watch it. Uh, see, every time I think about the movie, all I think about is like, me mum, and all that. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's like Monty Python with gore. Me that's mom? like what it I is. think about. But it he is. He talks about it. <laughs> me mum, and all that. Like, But the, the funny thing is this, and it's funny because Jamie said it on the show where it made, uh, where they talked about it, and she said the same thing I, that, I, that I believe. She likes bad taste, and so do I. I I've always liked bad taste. But Dead Alive didn't do it for me. And it's weird, but it, it, I I found it funny that she said the same thing when she was talking about the show. So I don't know if the comedy's different, but that's I'll talk about that on that show. As far as this is concerned, I thought the gore was freaking top-notch in the third act. Everything, when, when everything got demified 
dude. How about when he turns into a character from what was that show? Alien Nation. Yeah, was I that thought he looked like he looked like a cross between Rocky Dennis and Alien Nation. You're right. <laughs> I like what the hell is Rocky fact, Dennis? He I, did. <laughs> It was gross. No reason whatsoever. And it was ridiculous. Like, that makeup was bad. Oh, that was so bad. Like, he looked like a really bad Star Trek character. <laughs> nanu, nanu. Uh, but no, nice. like, there's some good demon makeup. and But a lot of it is just like the, the coughing up the foam. I do like how they head fake you with the, it was all a dream. And you're like, no fucking way. Are they going to give me the Wizard of Oz ending here? But then it's just a head fake. That was good. Spoiler. Yep, great swerve. I, I dug all that stuff. I had a lot of fun. I did. Did you guys notice that when they were when they were inside in the climax and people were outside pounding, it sounded probably everyone's gonna think I'm nuts, but I had to bring it up. It sounded to me like clothes in the dryer. Um, <laughs> do you ever put like clothes in the dryer that are too heavy, or, or maybe put like a shoe in the dryer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom, boom. That's it. It kept sounding like to me. I kept, I kept thinking I had something in the dryer. When I was the movie. <laughs> He's yelling at the wife. Turn the dryer off. I'm trying to watch the demon one. Why did you put my shoes in the dryer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that that was fun. It, it was fun. It really was fun. I I, I had a good time with it. Uh, though I got to bring up one more before I wrap it up. There's one more point that I, I cannot go without bringing up. Oh, my Randy. God. Here it is. Oh, I you know? <laughs> of course. Of course I know. It's my first note on here. Can I Can I, Can I? I spoil it? Go ahead. Spoil it. Dave, I wrote it here. Dave will bring up the fact that Corey keeps saying grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring let's be, on, yeah. let's be honest. He did not know her. He had no relationship That's why, with her. buddy. Buddy, that's it. That was my point. That was my point about Halloween 2018. Because they weren't as close, because she was estranged from her, they don't have a term of endearment like grandma. That was the exact point I made. That's why she calls her grandmother, because they don't have that closeness. You get it? See, now that's what you would call her, your grandmother. It seems ridiculous. (laughs) Why does Corey have these special powers? (laughs) They never explained any of that at all. Why did his father kill himself? I don't understand, like... I never even questioned. Was the he stuff. haunted by the same? Was he haunted he was by the born same? Born of a jackal. He was what? He was born of a jackal. No, not a jackal. That, that that's an omen joke. But <laughs> he was one of the three that were born. Remember, they said that 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 she had three kids, and the other two they killed. And oh the other yeah, one yeah. He was the only normal one. But was he? You know, and that's just it. What was the deal with it? Maybe I'm overanalyzing. Yeah, but I knew the grandmother thing was coming back to haunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm watching. I'm like, Jesus, he's, he's saying grandmother every two seconds. This is definitely being brought up on the show. People <laughs> yeah. say it. People say it, especially when they're, it's an estranged relationship. Yeah. Did you also he, notice the 20 jack-o'-lanterns in front of the gas station? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Nobody puts 20 jack-o'-lanterns in front of their house. I'm right on what that. What about trick or treat? 10 out of 10. The, the girl has like 50 in front of her house. You don't care about that. Yeah, oh, sense. see? See that bias? There you go, JP over here. Okay. Huh, let's rate this movie, shall we? <laughs> uh, go ahead, B. All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not in love with this like some people are. I, Even though I, I kind of don't. Some people are in love with this? You yeah. know why? 
I'll yeah. tell you why. Let me jump in. They probably recently became in love with it just because it was released by Arrow or Vinegar Syndrome or something, right? Oh, is that why the Prano is going to get like a 10 out of 10 by some people? It's typical. It's, typical. Oh, it's what I've been saying crazy. about the hardcore collectors, even though I'm a collector myself again. As soon as something gets released for the first time on Blue, everybody blows it. It's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm just saying a lot of people I know talk about this film and say, oh my God, it's so much fun and this and that. And oh, I give it this, I give it that. I'm like, you're nuts. Six out of 10. Right there okay. with you, man. Exactly the same rating. Six out of 10. Interesting. It's now, fun. First time I watched it, I was a six and a half. The second time, I had a better time. It's a seven out of 10 for me. Okay. So, and I, I went up, like yeah. I, I said, I went up about a half a point too. I was about five and a half at the first time. I'm like, because again, I wasn't letting myself just have fun with it. I was like, this is just stupid. But then it, there is fun to be had, but I had to be realistic as well. And I think the six is a totally realistic rating. Not, not Dave, evidently. He's rating like a hardcore collector. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of fun I had with it, though. No, that's cool, man. It, it is fun. It's a movie I could see myself eventually picking up, you know, if it's like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I pick it up for that price. Yeah. yeah. I probably watch it twice though. Especially cuz something with a film like this, I think the reason the the uh the positive about picking up a film like this, it's a 6 out of 10 film, usually the special features are a lot of fun to watch on those types of films. That's where it's true. like so ridiculous. It's like I, I got to see like what they went through making this or commentary from if they have a commentary from some of the actors or you know. Yeah. That that it's, kind of stuff can be fun. That's the greatest thing about physical media, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. I tried to explain the other day to somebody, you know, about it because like family video out here just closed. Ah. And I, I'm bummed out. Only one closed out of like the six or seven that are near here. But I'm, I'm mad because it closed. My daughter went by it and it was by where, we, by where we used to live. She was with my father and she sent me a text and it was a picture. And she goes, she goes, look at this. She goes, family video is now Dollar General. I said, what? And then I looked it up and I Googled it and sure enough. They went down, but it's funny because they're renting, they're leasing it. They still own the building, and they're leasing it out to Dollar General. And this is something that's happening across the country with all the family. So they're not going down. They're just it's a, a new business venture that they're doing. Yeah. But I was bummed out for the simple reason that they had a sale, and it said they're going to stay open until July 10th. It said, but this is an old article, or until they sell off their inventory. And here I am going. You got to be kidding me! I did not go to the freaking store. Uh, I didn't even know about it, but I was telling this kid about it I worked with the other day, and it's weird because these, you know, these two guys are younger, and they could care less about physical media, and yeah, then here's me, yeah. you know, it's weird because I've been critical of some of the the collector mentality, but when you get right down to it, that is me. I am a collector, and I'm I'm, I'm in full force again, but it's just like they don't understand it. They don't understand special features and. I'm more of a PQ snob than anything, but special features, man. You're not going to get that on a movie streaming on Prime. You're just you're not going to get it. I, I mean, hear you, man. The, the Demon Wind, it. yeah, the Demon Wind freaking vinegar syndrome. You're not going to get that when you watch Prime. You're not going to get the specs or a no. documentary if they make it. But if you buy the blue, you will. So buy the blue. Yeah, buy the blue. Damn it. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, Scotty. Hope you like it. Uh, the check is in the mail. Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. So uh, we have the other triple R. Now, this one I only got to watch one time. And, you know, it's kind of an unusual movie. 
I think it's unusual because and we'll get to the reasons why, but we're gonna yeah. talk about nightmares, right? Nightmares from nineteen eighty three. It's an anthology of four horror tales with a supernatural twist based on urban legends. Do you guys can you guys guess why I say it, it, it's kind of weird uh, for an anthology? The, what differs from this movie? No wraparound? They're anthologies. Wraparound? Oh, I didn't, that, that's a good guess. That wasn't what I was thinking about now that you brought that up. But they don't all have wraparound. I'm, I'm speaking more of the, the result of each chapter, the way they wrap up. Uh, okay, so three are positive and only one is negative? There you go. Nothing is resolved. It's just like you think that there's going to be lessons learned because in some cases lessons deserve to be learned. Let's face it. These people are doing some things that, you know, you know, and nothing nothing happens. I I looked at it like segments of like uh, say it, say it, say it. Twilight Zone or something like that. Oh, no. Yeah. I understand that. This to me is the real Tales from the Dark Side movie. Or, or These... okay, th- th- that's another. Th- I guess that's where I'm going with it because, but where I'm going with it is they they leave it so you get that stinger, that unresolved ending, and, and it ends up being like the um, the urban legend story being filmed and presented to you, and and you're just left with that open ending with the 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 whole lady in the car with the the maniac on the loose, uh, which was a great way to open the movie. Most of these were inter- like entertaining. I'd say I like the, all of them. Yeah, I, I like all of them. I think the one uh, with Lance Hemrickson's my least favorite, actually. Yeah, I, I think that one would have benefited from uh, yeah. being done in a darker setting, maybe a little bit more towards nighttime. I think the car would have been a lot more medicine, menacing if it was like red headlights. True. Yeah. You, you could be right. I mean, it was still good. Like, like I said, every every segment here is good. I don't know if there's any that are great, but they're they're all good. I I've never watched this anthology before. So this I've, is a... I re- I saw this one a lot as a kid, a lot because I mean I've always remembered specifically the second story of, with Amelia with the with the arcade that that that's just instilled in my brain. Like I knew that story from start to finish. What happened? Mm-hmm even before I watched st- it. And it's been years since I've seen this. Year. That kind of sticks out. That sticks out, that one with Emilio. I, I, I think that everyone knows this movie for that. And I'm not saying it's the best segment. And I didn't... I, I don't know. I'm just... It seems like that's the... When people talk about nightmares, I think that's the one that they go back to the most, is that maybe because it's Emilio, but I don't know. It's video gamey. It's 80s. It's got that... in this movie itself has that great intro. I love the intro. I mean, you don't see things like that in movies anymore with the, you know, with the title card coming up and all that. It it's wonderful. But it's like to me, it has the atmosphere and the resolve of Tales from the Crypt episodes. Okay. It really does. And you you're way bigger oh, of a sorry. Twilight Zone fan than I Dark ever am. Dark side. Dark side. So, yeah. Excuse me. So I I I'll take your your word for it. Was this a TV movie? No, I don't believe so. I don't I don't think so either. No. Why did I have it? I, 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 for whatever reason, thought it was a TV. Oh, movie. you're right. Okay. Wait. No, no. It was originally a uh, a network television film, but it was too expensive, so they added extra footage and released it theatrically. Okay. Oh, it has that vibe to it. I could see it. And see, I think I know what you're saying when you're talking about Twilight Zone, because some of the Twilight Zones, very few, but some, even some standout ones, did have that lighthearted ending. So if that's what you're going with, I can see what you're saying. I'm only talking about the the atmosphere of it 
It just it yeah. reminds me of Tales from the Dark Side. I get what both of you are saying, but also even even the lighthearted endings, there's still cautionary messages with each with each of the stories. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I think in that way it's super effective. And isn't it weird that we just reviewed Demon Wind, where the character's name is Corey, and the name of this fourth story is Terror in Topanga, Corey in Topanga. Oh no. yeah, that show. Yeah, boy, me. It's weird, right? Yeah. No? Am I the only one who thinks that? That's yeah. crazy. Now, now that you brought it up, it yeah. Is you. How is Topanga <laughs> doing these days? Wow. So anyway. the the first story is clearly a, uh, you know, an anti-smoking uh, campaign. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I absolutely. I think balls. it's. I think it's great. I think it's super effective. I think when the cop is attacked, is super suspenseful and creepy, and and I just love the way this one plays out. It's great. I agree. You get a great fake out. A great really, fake out. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. You it's know? very straightforward, and you know we've seen it. You know since then, and everyone knows the story, but it's still for very, some reason very effectively done. and yeah. really well done. It's a yeah. ghost story that I remember being told in some form or another, uh, uh, and and it, it still still plays out really great. Let me trivia question: What does this triple R have in common with our Carpenter trilogy tonight? Okay, hold on. Apocalypse Trilogy and Anthology movie called Nightmares. What does it have in common? There's one aspect in this movie. Okay, hold on. Let me look at my notes. Hold on. Let me let me see. One aspect in this movie. Uh, no. Okay, no, not that. <gasps> Um, <laughs> I love it. Like, like he's I he, No, it he's sounds like he's like <laughs> IKEA. I've got it. Like I mean, Irika, IKEA. <laughs> IKEA. What? Yeah, yeah, you can like a Chesterfield over there. IKEA. Oh my god. Ooh. I mean, Irika. Irika. Even right now, he said, it, "I'm like I meant Irika." Irika. I got it. Irika, not Irika. Irika. What in the world? He's still messing it up. Like, Ikea, Irika. What is he talking about over here? Erica? What? Irika. I think Ooh, I smell Irika. <laughs> Irika. Oh, well, that's what it has. That's what it has in common. If you Rika, you probably reek of Kaka, and Kaka was in uh, Prince of Darkness. Oh. Kaka. That was great. Oh, wrong movie, but still. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Said so there's something Lovecraftian in it, but well, it's an actor. What? Wait a minute, an actor, and he's in all the the Carpenter. No, movie? he's just in one movie. <laughs> okay, well that's. I just said that's why I draw a comparison. It, Richard, Richard uh, Mazur or whatever. Chamberlain. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Richard who? Oh, Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Clark. Yeah. Clark Shall and the who? Clark and the Rat. Richard Masur. Clark and the Rat. Clark and the Rat. That was the sequel to the to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. That was him. He was the father, right? And yes. he still looks the same today. And that's Clark. Watch Clark. And yeah. watch him good. Right, right. <laughs> no we'll shit. get to that. You know what? That's <laughs> the one thing that bothers me about the thing is Blair is so confident about the one person that was never infected. Hmm. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, why, you right. How did I not make that connection? You're right, see? Wow, right in front of our faces. Well, here. yeah. So let's, uh, the Bishop of Battle. The Bishop of Battle. I'll tell you what. Enjoyable, but I think it seems like it's longer than it needed to be. I love it. You love it? 
Yeah, I do. I enjoy it. I just, I don't know. For some reason, it seems like it goes too long. It does. Oh, okay. Just a it little bit. Good. I mean, th- this movie's like two hours, is it not? It, it definitely, I mean, I know we have four stories here, but uh, again, I, and I hate to use it. It's not a critique. Well, I guess it is a critique. I feel like you could have tightened up, and this one does feel like it runs a little long. Yeah, that's a critique. No. Yeah. I, I said it was afterwards, you fuck. The only thing that I didn't that I didn't believe about the Bishop of Battle is the one scene where the pretty girl's like, you know, let's go for pizza. I want to talk and all that. And he's like, no, I'm done with that. What do you? You're 17. What do you mean you're done with girls and, and going for pizza? He's again, again, yeah, again, anti-video campaign. This is video his, game campaign. This is his horror movie. <laughs> this is this is the anti-video game campaign. So this is a PSA. You're telling me this guy is a horror. These, these are all public service announcements. Yeah, don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Don't play video games. Right. Don't abandon your religion. Okay. And don't kill rats. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the rats alone. <laughs> well, Ikea, I've got it. <laughs> this is that is a funny one. The video game hustling and all that stuff. Oh man, yeah. Those that gang was gonna kill him. I think they were oh. literally gonna kill him. Yo, oh, I hear you. That's JJ Cooney. He's the best there ever was. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny how easily he broke into the mall. <laughs> Did they even show him breaking into the mall? Yeah, it was the... ridiculous. He brought the screwdriver, right? Yeah, it was. It was just yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> old screwdriverino. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do just as a kid seeing that that last scene. You know when the, the parents and uh, and the friends see. Uh, see him standing in the game like that's just that's that always terrified me as a kid like it's a bit cheesy now but it's it was definitely scary as a kid it is scary no i mean it, i guess it, i agree with you it is a, it is a bit cheesy now but the, the you know the idea of it is scary yeah so those digital graphics actually i wouldn't even say are horribly dated comparatively to other movies funny enough this was 83 and i wasn't like these are not horrible these work for the movie. Well, think about it, though. It's a year after a creep show. Think about the effects of creep show and what went on there. I don't think anything can top the bishop. <laughs> the bishop is the best, huh? You can't beat the bishop. Ah, beat the bishop. <laughs> uh, here's your chance to beat the bishop. Yeah, nice. Uh, you know what? When that, that finale... With the bishop and him and all that, and, and the way things were firing out with video game style, it's very dated, but in the best way. So yes. I can't really knock it. See, let me take it back. I, you can't compare it to Creepshow in, in in that respect, but as what far you, as the you digital keeps stuff, in Creepshow. What digital? Are you talking about the backgrounds in Creepshow and stuff? Like what? No, I just mean in general. You you were saying about the effects of this movie being good, and I was like, well, compare it to Creepshow, and and you would say no, but. There are there are different types of effects. I'm not talking about the gore. I'm talking about like the the digital uh, arcade right. effects. No, it worked. It did work for what it was, and it's very nostalgic. It's very. If you were there, it it takes you right back to to video games and the way it used to be, and that's part of the allure, as far as I'm concerned, is that yeah. it's very you know it's very 80ish. In 1983, video games and and, and what they were and you know, the only place you can go to get them. I mean, some people had some Ataris and things like that, but arcade, that was where it was at, man. And 
people are playing those games like like you know adults do freaking play pool with quarters lined up and stuff. It was cool. It's good to see. But anyway, I didn't mean to sidetrack it. I was just feeling nostalgic for a minute. What are you eating over there? Yeah, it's like eating pistachios for fuck's sake. <laughs> I am. See, that's the problem, gentlemen. That's exactly what he's You're right. Look, it is pistachios. See, that's the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. If I if I drink if I drink alcohol, if I especially vodka, I get the munchies. So what happens is everything goes out the window. If I drink vodka, I, I'm cheating on my diet all night long. It's just everything goes out the window. All I do is eat and freaking drink. I can't just... Dave, don't worry about it. I recently read an article about the dangers of vodka and that it's a gateway liquor that leads mostly to pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, the benediction. I agree with you, Christian, about that one being my least favorite, and it's simply because of the setting. I I, I like Lance Hendrickson Henriksen's performance. I I don't mind the story about a you know crisis of faith among a priest. You know, it's especially relevant even today. You know, it's it's always going to be relevant. But you know, this satanic you know truck isn't really that menacing in the daylight, you know, and you really don't get the sense of what's going on and that it's satanic because you, you really don't get to see that there's no driver. You just see the upside down cross. But I mean, you're, I mean, you can jump to conclusions and assume it, but it would have been better if it was at night and it was more menacing and more based on sound design. Or a 50, 50, a 50, 50, because I mean, we already had dual. We already had like, so I think and maybe it needed to be the second segment in the movie. Maybe maybe that the the placement of it, because mm-hmm. um, again I, I'm not I'm not saying the video game one was the best one either, but it was really entertaining, and, and again the nostalgia kicks into there. So then this one kind of just seems like filler until the until you get the rat, the, the giant rat last story. <laughs> so I maybe would have switched them. I I think it's all about placement in these anthologies. I agree a hundred percent. This this one should have been the second. And the Bishop of Baal should have been the third. It, yep. I'm with you. But this, it does seem kind of like, again, I agree 100%. Filler. It does seem, it, and, and Duel, again, is the comparison that I have in my notes. It's just, I don't know. It's very unavailable. Filler. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, and maybe like they said, start it. I mean, they. you're right. Maybe they needed the ending, the climatic uh, like part of, of this segment. To be at night, just to give it that the menacing kind of final touch. I like that part with the snake, though. That was funny <laughs> in the beginning of it. <laughs> Good stuff, man. There's some there's some funny stuff, but it's very there's really not a whole lot you can say about that segment. It's just... no, it's it's very straightforward. It's more of a, a character study. Yeah, if anything, and it's you know it's got a you know a hopeful and happy sort of ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's just the, the the restoration of faith. You know, it's it's nice in this case because it's not like overly jammed down your throat like it would be in the Catholic Church today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, Father McCoy! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Body of Christ, I'm. Uh... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my daughters are getting christened for the first time uh, by the way at the age of 13 oh. <laughs> yeah she's being christened 
because my wife is, you know, wants it to happen. So it's going to happen. I mean, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, whatever. (laughs) It's just funny because I've been going to church lately and they're practicing this and that and they're practicing the communion and body of Christ. And when you said that, it took me to it. So, but yeah, Frankie's going to be christened as a Catholic, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully, you know, hopefully when I walk in there, it's not going to be like freaking, uh, the, the, the devil's advocate, <laughs> you know, and the devil's advocate when he puts his finger. The holy the- water starts <laughs> boiling and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The opening a- day of football, we're having a christened. Can you believe that? I think we should take like a two-second timeout so Dave can get a louder snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I've, I've been trying to mute. No, it's <laughs> funny. It's really funny. Actually. Try harder. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> There's, I, I, I got to be honest, like when I watched this movie, I said, this is an entertaining anthology, but I think you summed it up, B, and I'm not trying to take it or try to speed this up. There's not a lot to say about everything, They, but nope. they do come across as PSAs. Yeah. You, you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> they really are. They yeah. really are PSAs. Yeah. And like, I mean, and again, it's nothing negative. It's a perfectly acceptable time waster. waster. Maybe, like I said, maybe a little long if uh, I want to be a nitpick critique. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with that second segment there. But, uh, I mean, overall, it's enjoyable. I've seen I've seen definitely worse anthologies. But there's yeah. obviously other ones out there, like we talked Creepshow. I even say Creepshow, too. Like, this one just sort of hovers sort of in the middle. Yeah. I like the last story, though, too. You know, even though it's so silly when you finally see the, oh, the, the demon rodent. But it's so... Oh. It's so bad, it's good. It's, like, hilarious. Well, take what I said about that segment of the effects being good for the time <laughs> in video games and, and then just fucking throw it right down the shit tubes uh, for this one. <laughs> shit tubes. <laughs> it, it's just a catastrophe of effects. But part of its charm as well. Sound like Leahy from uh, Trailer Park Boys, the shit tooth. <laughs> I don't understand why the red hair would be in the sink. Can you explain that to me? How does that make any sense, especially when, when we get our reveal later? Why would red hair be in the sink? It wasn't red hair, was it? I mean, what was it? Was All it that hair they're pulling out of the freaking the kitchen well, sink? Wasn't it the dead cat? And why was the cat dead? Because the big rat killed it. Okay. The well, why turned. was red? Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, wait. If the, what I'm trying to say is, if the cat's dead, why would it wash up in the sink? How does that make a, a difference? Maybe Was the cat after, killed in the sink? No, maybe after the rat killed him, he, he flushed him. <laughs> <laughs> he flushed him. I just don't get. That's the only question I have about that. Why was there rat hair in the sink? I don't get that. Um. I don't Fucking know. The nitpicks on this show sometimes. I talk about length a lot. <laughs> Which could be misconstrued. And then you guys are thinking, why was the rat hair stuffed in the sink? I don't get it. The cat's dead. <laughs> it, it always makes me laugh. I'm like, why did I come up with this shit? I never even thought there was a problem with that. I'm like, yeah, there's rat hair in the sink. Because there's a giant yeah. rat in the house. <laughs> so what is it? So, so rats are like cats? They got they cough up uh, air balls? At night, he's sneaking the sink? out from his big hole and he's showering in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It's 
I like how the rat talks to the girl. That's the best part of the whole the whole freaking movie, I think. <laughs> and they communicate. I love that. She, she wants her baby back. And that little girl that was uh, Savannah Smiles. Wait, and that that name is familiar. That was a movie, Savannah Smiles. Bridget Anderson. She was she was a kid actress. Uh, she died very young. She, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, she died at twenty one from uh, drug overdose. Drugs. But, yeah, but she was she was a really good kid actress, and uh, she was good in this and. Uh, it was a, it was a fun watch. I enjoy it. I enjoy that. Uh, I like the model house at the end. <laughs> you could tell it's obviously yeah. a model house that somebody's playing in, and her talking to the rat, and uh, they attack everything except for the rodent when they freaking try to go after it. I don't know. it's a fun this is a enjoyable fun movie there's nothing it's a very very innocent film there's i i don't think anybody could hate this movie yeah who doesn't have an exterminator that calls at two o'clock in the morning (laughs) to warn you of a of a demon rodent i got one on speed dial (laughs) yeah that's great (laughs) yeah that is great Uh, it doesn't kind of remind you a little bit of um cat's eye with the little girl and the cat and the thing, how it's... You know? Oh, yeah, the, on the record player. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Isn't yep. it funny that you bring up Cat's Eye? Isn't the first segment of that an anti-smoking one, too? Yes. Isn't that the one with James Woods with the cigarette? Yeah. Yep. You're right about that. And am I wrong? And, and doesn't something else happen... Right with at the, the end? <laughs> no, but there's a car accident in either Tales from the Crypt or the Vault of Horror in the first movie... Someone goes out to get a freaking a cigarette and they have a car accident, or am I wrong? If well, I'm wrong, I'm just getting. I don't know if you're wrong, but I just don't remember that one. I'd have to rewatch and That's get okay. back oh, to it. you. All right, no, maybe I don't know. For some reason, maybe I'm combining like three. There's a car movies. accident in Tales from the Crypt, but it's the guy leaving his family to go be with his mistress. Yeah, so that's not it. We call it Tales from the Crypt. Remember? Uh, I don't <laughs> know what you guys are saying. Tales from the Crypt. 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 It's French? Yeah. Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Like that? Oh, that was good. He does (laughs) voices, Brandon. Yeah, seriously. Jesus. Sometimes I do, man. I break them out, you know? Barney! Is that okay or no? I've I've been doing that today because I delivered to a place. I was doing FedEx today because it's Saturday. And I delivered to a a street. There was a house on the street called Barney. So I kept thinking that. Barney! Can you say, uh, you just broke my glasses? That was another request from last week. Can I say it? Yeah. Fuck my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) He he just body slimmy and broke my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's great. We gotta get him on the show. Can you just say that and then get the fuck off the show? (laughs) Let's do it. That'll be a Patreon perk. This is gonna be an exclusive. The glasses guy. I, but what's he got going for him? Why wouldn't he be yeah. on a show? What's he got going for him? Uh, oh, seriously, he's just some guy. Yeah. You know, he got his glasses broken by some freaking politician. He's nobody. Sure, I'm sure that pretty much sums up his existence. <laughs> Chris, listen to me right now. Go fuck, man. I'm a wife. I've kids. I'm a fucking nobody. Well, he's better than me. Well, yeah, he's he's achieved. He's, he's a cop before than me. I am. <laughs> Well, he is. He's in the media. Oh, no, you've got media. glasses that are perfectly intact. He's got broken glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He doesn't know what a body slam is either. That's true. Like Hulk Hogan body slammed onto the giant. I doubt that this freaking guy body slammed. This guy got kind of nudged out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just body slammed me. Oh, that's great, that guy. 
<laughs> I love him. We got to okay. interview him. I'm telling you. So it's going to be him or Sherry Moon Zombie next show. How's that? Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. Either <laughs> way, it's a win. Either way, it is a win. So we'll see. We're going to have it. Even if it's a Patreon perk, we'll do it. But All right. Should we rate this damn movie or what? Let's do I it as a whole. Ashes off. As do, a whole. I, do you want to do each segment or do you want to just do it as a whole? As Let's a glory do it as, as a nice big glory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is James' job, which is why he's exhausted after 11 hours. <laughs> I wish. Fucking, that'd be easier. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to stand here and, whoa, hey, what's going on? Whoa. Hello. Hey, hey now. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes. So, I'll tell you what. I, I'm i going to probably come on the lowest. Uh, for me, it's just a six. It's just a six out of ten. It, it, it's okay. That's all I can say. Know. That's exactly where I am. I don't know. I'm going to be like the, the sixth guy tonight, I guess, uh, because that's it. I, I mean, it's fun. It's better than average, but it's not blowing my socks off. Right. There they're they're both on my feet. Six out of ten. Well, I, I happen to watch this film without socks on, so I can't tell if it blew my socks off, but I'm still a little higher than you guys. 7.5. That's fair. Ooh. Wow, nice. Stupid, I but really fair. Enjoyed. No, it's fun. It's a fun <laughs> film. I can't give it the same thing as Demon Wind. I can, but I did. Well, you B <laughs> B has nostalgia for this film. That, yes, that that's true. Nostalgia yeah. does. Uh... Yeah, don't break your nostalgia glasses. That's the. What if, it, what if it was called Demon Queef? Would that brought it up a point? Demon <laughs> Queef. Ooh. <laughs> little gash gas. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A little yeah. beef queef. A little whisper biscuit. Did you just? Did you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Gash gas. Yeah, did you just invent gash gas? No, gash gas is a thing. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was a thing. Okay, I, I, gonna... I invented Whisper Biscuit, though. No, did you drive my car on that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Rock invented that years ago. That's what he used to call Goldberg. Whisper Biscuit. <laughs> he, called, he called the one Jewish wrestler a Whisper Biscuit? Yeah. And you know what? The one time they were chanting for Goldberg, because everybody thought that um he, he, he had just been signed. Sorry, but he hadn't. He hadn't appeared on WWF yet, okay? But he'd just been signed and everybody knew about it. So they were all chanting at the Rock without they're doing a promo. And he was a bad guy at the time. And everybody was chanting Goldberg, Goldberg. And he goes, like, ah. He goes, so what? So what? You know the name of my lawyer? Or no. He says, so what? You know the name of my accountant, Ira Goldberg, he said. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ira Goldberg. <laughs> it sounds like an accountant, doesn't that it? That is an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Fun uh, film still. I hope, like, I mean, a six sometimes, it's funny how a six could be, I could be talking fairly positive about a movie, and it comes out at a six, and then sometimes I'll be like, don't breathe, and I'll be kind of coming down on the movie, because I guess I was expecting so much more, and I still give it a six. It's still not a bad rating in the, in the big picture. I don't know why I'm justifying it on this movie. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I know what you're right. saying. Not all sixes are created equally. You're right. Not all sixes are. And I think it has to do with expectation also. You know, when you sit down to watch a movie like Demon Wind and and it starts off so kind of ridiculous and goofy, you kind of just set your brain aside and enjoy it for what it is. Whereas with Don't Breathe, you had higher higher expectations. It had the makings of what you thought was going to be, you know an eight or higher perhaps and, and, and if, it, just, if, it just kind of fell short to you and i've come on the show since then uh on brandon's chin actually but i i, I said that i've rewatched <laughs> both it was uh, both split and don't breathe which it came in at sixes initially and both went up uh on repeat watches so yeah i, I still gotta I rewatch don't breathe i have a lot of films to watch but don't breathe is one that i have not 
seen since the theater. Well, there you go. You guys, I can't believe you said that. Both of you, I was, I was literally about to say, have you guys rewatched Don't Breathe? I think it's time. Oh, yeah, but yeah. But she has, and he came up. Yeah, I've okay. watched it twice, I think, now. So, well, yeah. Oh, more than I have, even. Maybe you like it more than I do. Wow. Hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting, because well. in a future show, one of our future Triple R's, uh, I don't know if it's next episode or the episode after that, we're doing Devil. And if I have to be honest, I've probably watched that movie the most out of any of the new movies. It came out in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. I've probably watched that four times already. Not for this show, really? but just four <laughs> times. So it'll be interesting because <laughs> yeah, I will be you watching. You have to watch it four times. There's only there's only four people in the elevator. How confused can you be? <laughs> confused you about got it. A one in four chance of being right. Uh, fucking guy. This fucking guy. We waited to record for this wait, fucking guy. Wait, who's the devil? <laughs> who's the devil? It's not Doug Heffernan's mom. Someone in this elevator has demon wind. <laughs> hey, cookie. It's gas, it's gas gas to you. Gas gas. Too bad we could have made a shirt that said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Gash, gash. Oh, well, we're never gonna make shirts. We, we yeah. all these ideas. We just talk about them. <laughs> Yeah, we we're barely <laughs> we're barely fulfilling our obligation of doing shows. Now he's making shirts. <laughs> That's true. You know, we can't just think of that. imagine yourself wearing a shirt of ours. They've shrunk yeah. off pistachios. Actually, don't imagine it because that's a ten dollar Patreon perk <laughs> to imagine yourself. <laughs> Send us the money, <laughs> then imagine shirts. it. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Do not imagine Brilliant. it without <laughs> donating. Don't even think about it. That's right. Don't even think about it. It's going to cost you at this point. Yes. <laughs> if you guys okay. have a vision in your head, hit that donation button right now. <laughs> Son of a bitch. They're going to be, I'll tell you what, they're going to take it all back when our movie comes out. We're going to film our movie next summer, and then we're going to fund it with the Patreon money. And Coming next, gonna next summer. <laughs> they, like they're all mad. <laughs> Only one guy was mad for a freaking minute. So. Yeah. And apologized so, profusely. I know, I know. For a minute, I know. I'm being too sensitive. What's the matter with me? Holy shit. Uh, Chris, okay. I hope, Chris, you're getting fun out of this. I hope, I hope, yes, I, if I, this is making you at all angry, this is not the intent. We're hoping that you no. enjoy this. Uh, Scott, sorry, Scott. Sorry. Yeah, Scott. Scott. I'm feeling Scott. much better. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to Absolute, man. I'm, I'm feeling much more cheerful about the whole thing. So. All right, I hate to be the Jeremy, but you think we should jump into the yes. old uh, Apocalypto trilogy? I think so. Yes, sir. Yeah. Rammy. Yeah. Here we go, Rammy. Ratings? Ratings? Okay. <laughs> All right, let's start with The Thing from 1982. Brandon. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. You do your thing first. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Now, this one, of course, directed by John Carpenter, stars Kurt Russell, and I'm a little confused about this. Which uh, Wilford Brimley is in it? Is in this because it does say a Wilford Brimley. It doesn't say which Wilford. Brimley. <laughs> I think it's the one from our house. Is it the? Is it the one? Oh, so it's not the one with diabetes. <laughs> now, do you think he got di- You think he got diabetes from being assimilated by the thing? I'm warning you. <laughs> Nobody leaves this place. <laughs> you think that thing wanted to be a dog? It wanted to be us. <laughs> My blood sugar's know coming. what's going on. No, it's going to be a glass of juice. My blood sugar's dropping. No. That thing's not dog. 
<laughs> Is that there? You, you just broke my dog. <laughs> it sounded like you were about to say, you just broke my dog. <laughs> That's even in my notes, I think, about the way he says dog. It always makes me laugh. That's not dog. <laughs> it's like dog. That there. That's not dog. You got to enunciate there, our house. All right, should we go right into ratings? Yeah. I've seen it so many times. It's C, pardon me, B. I'm concerned about you because I remember you had a beef when we talked about it on the 82 show on 22 Shots. I don't know if if you've come around on anything or well, just. We'll oh, what I a mean, dumb you know, name. What? <laughs> 22 <laughs> Shots. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Personally, I like celluloid destructions better or whatever that shit's called. Cinema What's Attack? It? Oh, that's the other one. Yeah, uh, Cinema Blend and Celluloid Attacks. Or, or what's this shit called? Damn it. Celluloid Dissections. Pardon me. I'm going to pimp it. Because Derek B., I do love you still, even though you busted me and Watson's balls. I still love it, especially because Miss Carly's on it. So, yeah. Celluloid. Yeah. Celluloid Dissections. They've done two episodes. Oh, yeah. Keep up with your horophilia hosts. It was yeah, called Gash Gas, but they changed the name at the last minute. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right, so you you talked about see you brought it up first, but you know, Dave, you jumped right on board, and it's something that I'm not really like paying attention to in films that lack it, and that's sound design. Whereas when you watch a film where it's like it's almost a character of its own, it really sticks out, and obviously the sound design in this film is just. Second to none for me. It's masterful. Yeah, it That's creates amazing. a sense of dread from that opening beat. Boom, boom. Yeah, j- j- that's it. Yeah. That's all you need. And, and you know, you know shit's going down. Oh, yeah, man. This, this movie, <laughs> well, it's no, like, I'm not spoiling it because we've talked about this before. It's one of my all-time favorite yeah. films ever. Yeah. This is the, uh, it's just one of the best. Uh, that What he does with, an all male cast and how you get to know the characters without it being forced down or shoved down your throat. Like, which it seems to be a big theme of the night. Oh. Um, <laughs> An all male cast and it's not shoved down your throat. <laughs> how do you pull that? Is that one you off? windows? <laughs> Folks, me. I'm warning you. <laughs> oh, thanks for thinking about it though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did, you know, I'll tell you for how many times I've seen this movie, his paranoia, I notice it all time new level this time. Why can't Palmer? Palmer? Palmer. Yeah, Palmer. Like, I know he's always smoking up, but his, he, he, there's, there's a bit of paranoia to him. And for whatever reason, I just noticed it in this movie more. Like just his looks when he's turning around. I'm actually turning around thinking I'm still on camera here. I had to turn my camera off because it's just <laughs> fucking up on my end, the audio a little bit. So I apologize. But um, yeah, I know this time I noticed it quite a bit. I In a good way. I thought it was a, a, ni- a nice little added thing. And I don't remember ever realizing that as much as I have before. The lighting wow. in this movie, the sound design, John Carpenter's direction, where I'm going with it is the way he the, he gets the shots framed. And it's Dean Kundi again, which I think he must have to go down as one of my favorite if not my favorite cinematographer. I'm with you. Guy, Halloween. The Thing. He did Back to the Future, man. One of my favorites as well. Uh, you don't necessarily maybe think of Back to the Future from a 
from a cinematic uh, uh, cinematography standpoint, but the fact that he's the cinematographer on it, I'm like those are three of my favorite movies. Yep, uh, <laughs> makes sense. Makes it's awesome. Sense. There is a shot the way the framing is where um, uh, the dog lover uh, uh, Clark Clark Clark. Clark he's got the the scalpel in on the the left hand side of the frame. And he's holding it in his hand, getting it ready to, to attack. And it's just framed in, in the bottom corner of the left-hand side of the frame as everybody's in focus there. It's, it's just beautifully done. Clark and the Rat. <laughs> Clark and the Rat. Dude, I, I really have a hard time trying to wrap my head around why this movie was not an instant hit. I understand that at the time E.T. came out, and people were, you know, seeing a friendly alien and all that, but that's irrelevant to horror and sci-fi fans that are going to see a movie like this. And how do you not see all these technical aspects, which which are great, and the acting, which is great, and the effects, which are great? You have all these top-notch ten out of ten things Before happening. Of time, I guess. How was this? Not only that, they're 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 sort of they're unmatched at the time, and they're even unmatched almost forty years later. I mean, the effects. There's 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 no film I've ever seen besides this one where the effects are absolutely fucking insane throughout the whole film. The quality of this movie and the look of this movie, the lighting and everything. And I've said this before again, broken record. The only thing that really dates it is the chess game graphics. And Blair's little computer graphics and the size of the computers. That's it. Otherwise, you, right. I mean, I, 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 of course, age of the actors and everything plays into it. But from if you didn't know anybody, this it does not feel dated at all. And their isolation up there just adds to it. Everything's great. You just get to know the characters. And I think my, one of my biggest critiques for Prince of Darkness, which we're going to talk about a bit later, um, it tries to emulate this and it doesn't really work. Yeah, too many characters and no yeah. de- and no development with with a yeah, lot of yeah them. yeah yeah and that and that, that was my biggest bone uh, my biggest complaint with with Prince of Darkness later which I'll, I'll repeat yeah. later uh, and this one <laughs> this one you get you get to know you get to know everybody a little bit and as it builds and the paranoia builds uh, you're you're right there with them and they they do such a great job of building it and you're wondering who the fuck is affected and who sets McCready up with the torn clothes. Okay. Or are Dude, we supposed to get the idea you. that maybe he is? Because at the end, there is the ongoing debate that uh, that one of them is the thing of the way that they've been lighting. I, I, I've i always wondered if it's the glint in the eye that they're talking about with the way that uh, Dean Kundi lights the, the characters and it gives you little hints of who the thing is. There's a whole video on yeah, it. Yeah, well. and that, that, was, that was always a critique. That was the one little critique of mine is I always wanted a little bit more of a maybe a clearer path to look back and, and sort of see the order in which everyone's effective. But the fact that it could assimilate with multiple multiple hosts at a time, it just it, it it doesn't make sense. And I've sort of changed my mind on that for now. But with the with the clothes and even before Max stuff, the Max stuff isn't the long johns. The long johns that Niles oh. finds in the garbage. Right. He brings that in. But later in the movie, Max says something. He says, Windows found shredded long johns. Windows didn't find find them. Niles did because Niles was the one who skated in and said somebody threw the nasty ass drawers away in the kitchen. Right. I don't remember Windows that he said Windows said. Yeah, he said Windows found shredded long johns. Well, that's a fuck up then in the dialogue. That wasn't zero out. out Wow, that's weird. Zero out of (laughs) ten. E.T. is better. (laughs) 
the <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure that there's i mean if i had a like if i really wanted to pick one major critique there's two, well, two things that i could think of and it doesn't affect my enjoyment at all the oh he must have taken the blair assembling the spaceship in the in the basement there cuz it, it I, they didn't really establish how long he was down there yeah he must have taken them from the helicopter where did he access the helicopter how did he do all this and he's still down there and whatever one thing i mean i'm not i'm not losing sleep over it and the other thing would be that in one second like you've got blair uh, at, at the end, stick giving the guy the old hand into the face, and then the yeah. next thing he turns into a huge fucking monster that pops through the ground. Now, I, I don't hate that because that monster is fucking amazing, and, and it's some great effects, and it's just like a, a combination of everybody. Um, because this movie, if one thing about this movie is the effects are almost, almost perfect. Yeah, it's weird that the the one the one lacking effect is that is the Gary kill. With the fingers in the face. I mean, it still looks icky, but it could have just been bloody and violent. Well, yeah, I, I, at that point, I think they're just trying to get to the end, but they almost needed like a gateway before it becoming a big, huge monster. Uh, yeah. Pops through the yeah. Ground. And, 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 that, and when and that monster pops up, it's yeah. awesome. But but again, you know, I didn't even think about it, but, you know, because Max sees, sees Blair running with the axe, and then the next thing you know, he's two seconds later, he's at the chopper, and it just looks like it's been axed up. It doesn't look like parts have been taken, and he's got a perfect, you know, flying saucer down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's it. I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over it. No movie but, could absolutely be picture perfect that we've established. But it's what is perfect to you, and from a presentation wise, and from a story, story wise, paranoia wise, and there are that dog scene and the oh. scene, the scene with the defibrillator. Oh. To this day, <laughs> is is, is moi. When that stomach just tears open, it is a mouth dropping gore scene where any part of the body can become a monster or an alien, a part of the alien. The head ends up dripping off the side of the fucking table and turns into a, uh, it turns into a a spider. And then amazing. Oh, and then the blood test, possibly one of the best jump scares ever. Yep. Just with the squeal, not even a stinger. The stinger is the squeal of the alien uh, scream. Of the blood reacting, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, beautifully I, I like built that up. Better. Sorry, I like Dave. the blood test. No, no, I'm just. I like the aftermath of the blood test better than the autopsy scene. Everybody talks about the autopsy scene, but I think that the aftermath of the blood test and the way everything goes down there with the kill in in that room at that time, I think that all that stuff is better a little bit than the autopsy scene. But nobody seems. I think maybe because autopsy the, blood the defibrillator. Test, What's that? The autopsy you talk about or the defibrillator? The no, autopsy, I, I, okay. I'm prefer. No, well, the autopsy is another thing. I'm talking about the blood test. I'm talking about yeah. when they take the blood test and the thing jumps out. Yeah. And all that shit goes down and the guy gets picked up by the freaking thing and he's yeah. being in the air. <laughs> yeah. All that crazy shit. I think that that whole effect and that whole scene is better than the defibrillator scene. That's just me. No one ever talks about that. But I think because they're everybody's so hung up on the actual blood test itself and, and and the jump, you know what I mean? That they forget about the the cool shit that happens after it. But that but the head with the spiders that was my first impression of this movie as yeah. a kid. So I'll never that's always gonna weigh heavy with me. I, I was flipping channels and I caught that as a kid on HBO or something. And that whole thing, you got Palmer, Palmer's transformation kid. is 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 awesome. But I I I don't know why. I just like it's not bad or anything, but I do kind of laugh that Windows is just kind of 
stands there frozen and then just gets swung by the head, you know? I think he just was frozen in fear, and he tries to yeah. shoot his fire, uh, fire uh, flame, flame floor, excuse yeah. me, and it's it's not, it's malfunctioning. But then yeah. his head just rips open as of like a like a Venus flytrap head, and it's just oh. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Palmer just, but, yeah, his eyes even, bulging out. Oh. Even, oh. going, even going back to the, the flying saucer thing, I think the fact that, you know, the capacity of what the thing is capable of, the fact that it's never fully understood makes it acceptable because we never, there's some things where you could be like, well, well, what happened there? You know, what happened with uh Fuchs? Like, did, did he set himself on fire? Like what, like what, like what happened? Like, I think that adds to it. Sometimes yeah. no explanation hurts a film and sometimes it helps it. And I always thought, you know, previously when I reviewed the film that I would have liked a little bit more explanation, a little bit more clarity as to who's being infected at times so I can make a little bit more sense of it. But thinking thinking about that now, I'm thinking to myself that it would it would hurt the film now because horror film fans are, are smarter. So some newer groups seeing this film would would probably see it very obvious if there were hints as to who's the thing. Yeah, and, and, and it, it nowadays would, it would stick out. I think nowadays they wouldn't have the faith in the audience, so that they would um, overdo it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they would. Um, I, th- I think they'd be too overt, and I think that's what shows a master hand in the sense of let's do this more subtly, and, and that's what wins uh, wins me over with this as well. Uh, again, I'm generally speaking, of course, not every new filmmaker is going to do that, but for the most part. From a mainstream standpoint, you can almost guarantee that they're going to kind of clobber you over the head with, with the yeah. answers. <laughs> yeah. But even if they did it then subtly, I still think people are, are smarter now and can pick up on it. You know, like a like the Friday Five thing. Yeah. The first time we saw it, nobody knew it was uh, it was Roy. <laughs> now you watch it, you're like, how the hell did I not know it was Roy? I mean. And it's funny that uh, I think Dave said he was flipping through because I remember I was at my buddy Chris's place. Uh, not Scott, Chris, and uh, and it was on. We didn't have HBO at the time, so it was on First Choice, which was our movie network. Pay you had to pay for a subscription based one because it gave you better movies. And I remember watching it at his place, and I saw that dog scene. I remember going, "Oh my god, this is absolutely terrifying!" And I don't even think we made it to the end because we had to, I had a lever or whatever, and I said, "I've got to rent this movie." And I was a fan out of the gate. Same thing. The one, I, the one movie I compared this to in a very bizarre way, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully link back to it so you understand why, Scarface. Scarface with Pacino was not well received at all when it came out. It, kinda, it didn't do very well. It was critically panned, and it built this following, a cult following. Unfortunately, I think a lot of, well, I don't know if it's unfortunate or what, but I think there's a hip-hop culture bought into it and that's what escalated the popularity to Scarface but I love Scarface when I saw it way back when out of the gate I just loved it it was epic and the thing was the same thing I just loved it I was mesmerized it was I was terrified uh, I didn't even know the what about the masterful direction and everything else at that point I was just looking at it as a film and as, a, as an experience and it was only upon you know, multiple viewings and of course becoming more of a film fanatic that you start to develop all these, these feelings and then look at it from the film, filmatic standpoint as well. But yeah. it, it, it's a masterpiece across the board. And like it I really say, is. And like, it's strange because when I think of John Carpenter, I always talk about how like I was into Freddie and Jason as a kid, but I never got into Halloween till much later. And in terms of John Carpenter's work, 
there were really only two films of his that I grew up watching. Well, three films that I grew up watching, you know, religiously. Two of them were uh, Big Trouble in Little China and uh, the other was Starman, believe it or not. Yeah. So I didn't get into these other films until much later. And I'm just like kind of kicking myself now. Like, I wish I, I wish I had been exposed to this as a kid. Well, the, it, I don't. I don't remember how old I was the first time I saw this, but I definitely wasn't young enough to be like as terrified by it. Well, I was. I was eight when it came out. I was terrified and exposed to it the first time I saw it. The, in just that scene that I saw, but I didn't know until years later what it was that I that I had seen. When I watched the thing again, I'm like, that was that movie. You ever have that those instances in your yeah. life when you watch a film and you're a kid and you, you see it in passing, right? You're know, like, what was that movie? Actually, that guy, remember that guy sent us an email? Or No, he didn't do that. My friend sent me a message on Facebook. But still, you come across something, you just see a scene or whatever, and you don't know what it is. And years later, if you're lucky enough to see it again, it's just like happened with Eric Webster when we were talking about um, whatever movie that Final was. Terror. And it came the final terror, you know, you see something from it and it sticks with you and you don't know what it is. Then you hear someone talking about it or you, you come across it again and you actually watch the film. You're like, wow, that was what it was. And it's, it's weird because a lot of times you think about your memories from a film and it's not that way at all. Did you ever have that happen? Like yeah. something that you saw once, right? And then you go back and watch it and you may have known that was the film, but your memory of that film ends up not being that. That's just... That's just the weirdest thing. But I'll tell you, I'm glad I got into this movie when I did because this is an adult film. I mean, I, I mean, my daughter happens Triple to love X. it. Triple well, X. <laughs> it's geared towards adults for the most part. I mean... Which could be way bummed. Is, in the slasher craze, yeah, TV droppers. True. You know, maybe that's why. But you're right. It, this is aimed... This is adults. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Actually, well, so was the, the Fog. It, in the triple X, in the triple X version, Kurt Russell's character is BJ. I'm ready, not RJ McReady. <laughs> wow, thinking not of his feet. all of them can be winners. <laughs> yeah. his, and what was it called? Instead of the thing, it was called um his thing. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> it was John Holmes is the lead. <laughs> he has a beard, just like freaking, just like Russell. One of these That's things great. to be sucking my thing. <laughs> Nobody's getting out of here. Nobody's getting in there. Uh, <laughs> how about that thing with what's his name though? I think it's so funny when he when you see the noose hanging in the background of freaking uh, Wolfer Brimley when they go and visit him. But when Kurt Russell goes back and sees him, and you see the noose hanging in the background, like he's actually contemplating hanging himself. Because <laughs> I don't think at that time that's the funny thing. At that time, I don't think he is infected, and he legitimately. Is trying to get back. He's like, I'm okay now. You know, I flipped out before, you know. But then as time goes on, somehow he does get infected. And let me throw this back at you. We started this whole thing off talking about the mystery of the ripped clothes in the garbage and what happens there. This is what's always bothered me. And maybe you guys are going to know what it is. How come that one scene when McCready says, because yesterday or because last night when I went to bed, my light was off. And he points up, the, and the light is on. Is that ever addressed as to what happens there? No, but maybe that, that's someone went up there, and that's what they're, they're framing McCready, or or whatever. I mean, yeah, that could be that's that could be just what they're. They went up to. there to get his his jacket to to tear it up and frame it as him, right? Okay, so do you think do you think somebody went that extra mile to frame him? Yes. 
a, a, a person? A not thing. The, okay, so you think a thing has a, has an, another motive besides just assimilation? Yeah, because clearly, like, uh, yeah. clearly Norris is acting, you know. Well, yeah, he doesn't know any better. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm that that's what I'm getting at. But do you think that they have a thought besides reproduction and taking over? Like let let's let's deceive somebody. Yeah, what? I think it can blend and deceive. Yeah. Wow. Blend and deceive and attack when it wants. I think the not knowing. I think it it's I think it's much more powerful and and uh, dangerous than than even they understand. And that's why I can you know Damn. totally get behind the fact that this spaceship is being built you know that's i mean it, it, it's a little that's why i figure he may have been affected a lot sooner than than that too but i love that news hanging in the background i thought they put it there like if you want to do it you could do it blair <laughs> feel free well, they put it there <laughs> they lock him in there i know i know but go in there well <laughs> he's considering it, it you could take it as him being affected either way blair because you could take him destroying all the machinery as a way of saying you guys aren't going to communicate what's going on and I'm going to kill you all and then get out of here when the rescue chopper comes or I don't I'm destroying the machinery because we can't let this spread to to the world because of the calculations I just ran. I don't think he plans on leaving the place either. I think he plans on destroying the machinery and anybody else there, just face it, you can't leave this place. That's all there is Oh, to- yeah, but that's if he's not infected. If he's infected, I think his mindset could be you know, I'm going to kill you all. You're all going to be picked off one by one. And then I'll lay dormant until uh, until rescue comes, because eventually they'll come. He even says they're coming in the spring. Yeah, I, I never thought about that. I just figured he he was just trying to be righteous. And I, I think he was I, I right. take I take it as righteous. I, right. I don't think he is infected at that time. Right. But, but again, I think, again, the, the not knowing, whereas in the past I've said, you know, maybe I would have liked a little bit more clarity. I think, you know, fan theories and, and all these different uh, ideas that people come up with for this particular film make it more fun because nothing that people are coming up with gets to the point of, like, stupidity or being absurd. I'm, you know, I've only read stuff where I'm like, oh, that's cool. That could, that's cool. It could be that. It could be that. You yeah. know what I've noticed? You know what I noticed this time is the dropping of the keys. You know, the, the keys and that comes into question later with the yeah. blood and all that. You guys noticed that before with the um, when when Windows drops the keys when he sees when he hears Bennings outside that whole scene he just hear the noise of a key drop right when he runs outside yeah. and they they fry Bennings yeah so that explains somewhat as to what happens with the keys and the blood and why it was drained because it doesn't make any sense if you look at just you know the facts that were given at that moment well, there's, there's yeah. also a theory that Gary did sabotage it because he everybody's worried that they're going to be exposed as a as possibly being infected so there's a paranoia going around too of not knowing if you're infected or not and so because he said even says i know you're the only one that could have gotten to that blood or something because i'm the only one with the key the doc has access and gary's the one that holds the keys yeah so why does windows have keys that's what's weird about it there's there's things at hand here there's things at play i don't know you're right, well, though, I, that, I think I think they it's do a, the a sound design th- with it as well. Yes, it's for it's done intentionally, just like that. They show the shadow when the dog walks in their room of the I, guy I, turning. And you know I still who can't that pick, is? 
I never, I still can't figure it out. Who is? You're it? not supposed to. It's a crew member. It's not an actor. Okay, I was gonna say because that shadow re- resembles absolutely none of the characters. And yeah, you know what? I always Carpenter that was, did that. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. And you know what? If that's Smart. the case, that's fine because I always look at that and like, which character is that? And I'm like, this, this shape of the face and the hair. This is none of them. Well, I'll so. tell you what. Nalls and Palmer are the first people that are alone. Just the two of them, and the dog is there in the beginning. So if anything starts, it starts at one of them. You know, well, I started right at the table. To... That's why he's just gonna get rid of this damn dog, and he's right. the first one to, to turn right. But I'm saying alone when they're just no one else is around but them two. And that's the Bennings who's the first one to turn. Bennings is the first one to turn. Yes, but what I'm saying that yeah. we know of, but I'm saying that that Knowles and Palmer are the first ones that are alone where something could happen. Maybe the two of them freaking got infected. We don't know. They're alone. There's nobody else around. There's nobody to to vouch for anybody. That they're alone. Anything's possible. Yeah, I was trying to look to see about because I remember what your 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 lone critique about certain things about who's the thing at what time and this and that. So I was trying to look at at how you know yeah. how it spread and what was going on and you know where did Childs but, go? I know he he has a half-ass explanation at the end. He's not there for any of it. He disappears and he just shows up at the end. For that really great ending, but it's done oh, with maybe man. we should just uh, hang out here for a while. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> do you uh, do you guys, in your opinion, think think one of them is is the thing? Yes. yes, one of them has to be. I don't know who. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not gonna tell you who. And John Carpenter isn't gonna tell us who. So and nobody really knows. So you, you but you definitely think one of them is the thing. Yeah, it has <laughs> to be. Why would it not be at that point? Well, I mean, you know, the whole theme of the film is paranoia. I feel even more so than than the creature, even though the creature is amazing. You know, it's 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 more about the paranoia, how quickly, you know, everyone turns on each other. And they, you know, regardless of whether one of them's the thing or not, they're, you know, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, but they don't even know if the thing's inside them. Just like, what's the thing didn't know? You know, when it, when, uh, when he said it, when he's like, guys, I don't really feel feel up to this. That was why, and then he collapsed, and then he got, you, you think he was getting sick, and then the, the thing pops out of him, you know? Norris. He didn't know. He didn't know the thing was inside him. Chuck? Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, the guy that did the karate kick and freaking uh, Demon <laughs> Wind. Chuck Norris. That was Chuck Norris. <laughs> it was another, con- another connection, uh... you know? I lo- how about that speech, though? That whole thing is awesome. I know I'm human, you know, yeah. with... McCready. That yeah. shit's great. Yeah. And I know some of you are human or else, yeah, or else you just attack me right now. Right. That whole thing is great. The dog scene is pretty much epic. The effects in that scene are... are dude, I watched that scene and then I think I, I watched Stranger, Day, Stranger Days, Stranger Things a few days later and I'm trying to convey to my daughter and it may, honestly and my wife a little bit for that matter about the difference between practical and CGI and saying we just saw something very similar to this a couple of days ago when we watched the thing. Look at how that looks and look at how this looks and you cannot tell me there's any comparison between the two. There, there's just not. I don't see – I don't think that's nostalgia talking. I don't think that's a child of the 70s and 80s talking. I think those are facts. I don't think that's opinion one iota. You look at that scene with the dogs and what goes on, and you watch some some CGI fest thing now, and try as they may, it's not going to look like that. No, because you, you actually – there's an emotional <laughs> connection there that I think would be lost 
if the CGI is not top notch, and usually it's not. And because even when I watch that dog scene again this time, I'm like, "Fuck, man!" It upsets me. Wow. And I love how yeah. Clark, how close Clark is. Like, no, like he hates. Oh, it's the fact funny. That, that makes me laugh every time. How uh, he's that obsessed with the dogs. Yeah. Like he doesn't care that human beings around him are dying. <laughs> he like, doesn't care that they have Twizzlers <laughs> growing out their backs. But he's like, ah, we Twizz- have Twizzlers. <laughs> he killed the rest of the dogs, and then he runs away. <laughs> Another, another. I, I know, I know. They don't want to burn the place down, but let things burn a little bit longer before you extinguish them. At the oh beginning, they do. Yeah. At the beginning, at the beginning, like the first one or two burns, it's like they they fire it up, and then it's like they come in with the extinguishers, like ten seconds. Like, like I'd let that thing fry a little bit. Yeah, I Benning should have still been alive. <laughs> Benning should have still been alive. They extinguished him before he even lit him up. But that scream, that Dude, scream. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes, another. Dude, moment. Yeah. Yes, that to me that is more haunting than the than the the scene everybody talks about, which is at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, nineteen seventy eight. Everyone talks yeah. about the point in this. I think the <laughs> Benny's thing is way more freaking creepy. Oh, he's got the oh, hands too. The, this is eyes. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the Mandingo version. It's not his hand pointing. But the, <laughs> when when McCready comes back from the cold after he's been quote unquote cut loose, I had to cut him loose. Cut me loose. How <laughs> how creepy does he look before he lights up that flare? He looks like he's the thing there. Cut me loose. That that's great because he's so worried that Gary could be infected. He's like, I get me away from yeah. this guy. The yeah, paranoia absolutely. is at an all time high there. And then they followed up with that joke, like I know, mm-hmm. I know it's been a long day. But I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. (laughs) I love it. If you find it in your hearts, it just every time he delivers that line, I laugh out. Me too. Me too, dude. It really is a perfect, perfect comedic moment without being over the top comedic and taking you out of the movie, but to give you a little bit of relief. Before the end. Wait, D- Dave, who did you say was uh, the first character that the dog was alone with? No, no. The first two characters alone together where it could have happened were Nalls and Palmer. Nalls. Huh. And Nalls just disappears at the end. You never see him get killed. Mm-hmm. Huh. And he's the one who supposedly finds the shredded clothes in the kitchen. It's a lot to think about. Oh, and the, man. The carpenter <laughs> has the answers. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it again. I'm going to... I'm gonna he does have the he Twitter. does have the answers though. He won't give it though. He but he has them. But he has them. He has the answer. He says there is a definite answer. You know, apparently Kurt Russell has the answer too. I don't know if he's making that up, but that's what he says. He says he knows. I asked him, I said, Kurt, Kurt, give me the answer. He's like, Yeah, fuck you too. And I, that was <laughs> that's what I got from him. Yeah, okay. fuck you too. <laughs> like, Thanks, Kurt. Amazing. <laughs> We should have put him on the phone line. We should have made that a, a skit. We could have called him. And we have Kurt Russell on the line right now. Kurt, you said you're finally going to come clean. You have the answers. You talked to John. And you are going to tell us, the listeners of the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, exactly who is the thing at the end of the film. Please, sir, let us know. Yeah, fuck you, too. That would have been great. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. What else could be said about this movie? I, you know, I've read I've read reviews where they say that there it's shallow characterizations and, and 
I don't see it. I mean, there's enough enough here. You know, these group of guys are stuck here together. Uh, I think they do enough with everybody that you get a little bit of the uh, of an idea of who they are. Some separation, like I said, maybe the 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 setting and the fact that they're all stuck in a base and the isolation there is why this works. And I find that that that's what doesn't work in Prince of Darkness, where there seems to be such a disconnect, even though they're in one area in that movie for the the last half of it. But yeah, they some... sort of just stand in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just a disconnect in that film where it does seem to work here. And I feel no, like I'm you do you. get enough. I, I I get enough. I've never I've never been disappointed with the characters in this movie. Yeah, I've, I've never felt that you could call them shallow. I think if anyone wants a critique and say, well, maybe they're underdeveloped and I'd like a little bit more, I'd say the the mystery of the film is, you know, is better because you get just enough and not too much. I don't want to know personal stuff. No, dude, this is right on the money. And I never even yeah. thought about comparing. It never even crossed my mind to think about Prince of Darkness you know, and the thing, and in, in in that way to compare them. Oh my god! I, I thought it, I couldn't stop thinking about it really? this time watching it. And then why so not many compare Night of the Demons to it? I mean, what? No, because it, have... it's just again. I I actually had to double check to see if Dean, Dean Cundey did uh, Prince of Darkness because it almost it almost felt like it was, but it, it wasn't. Yep. And and again, I, that's a credit to John Carpenter. There's a certain aesthetic and look that he wants that he conveys, and then the cinematographer makes that a reality. And there is. A comparison in that regard there's a comparison in just the sort of way the movie progresses as well and i think he tries to give the prince of darkness that kind of non-ending but it's not as successful as how the thing ends about Man. that satisfaction thing i think there's satisfaction in almost being unsatisfied but not knowing it drives you crazy but it's like it's like oh next time i'm gonna figure this out right yeah you're right you go, you go back looking for things yeah, yeah, every time, and I, you know, and, and I mean, I've, I've shown my cards simply, you know, from the beginning of this review that I've really changed my mind on that little critique I had from the '82 show. So, which is wonderful. Glad yeah. How about the yeah. both the thing? Because if one of them's infected, based on how they were describing infection can happen, they're sharing a bottle of whiskey at the end, are they not? Yep. Yeah. yeah. In which case, if Fuchs was talking about we should just eat out of cans because of avoiding cross-contamination and whatnot, quite easily they could both be infected. How about the Orlick ending where nobody's the thing and this is all a film about mental illness? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <That's all. laughs> I had to put it out there just to hear Dave's reaction. To uh, good thing Watson's not here. He hates that shit more than anything. <laughs> more than it. No, yeah, the fucking the cop out. The, oh yeah, this was all in his head. Oh, he fucking just wait and see. There's a show coming up where it's discussed, but he's he's been very vocal about that. Watson, if you're listening, I think you should watch a show called Saint Elsewhere. Ooh, I think you'd enjoy it. Saint Elsewhere, interesting. Okay. Oh, evidently, you guys don't remember the end to Saint Elsewhere. No, was it a pretty crazy ending? Uh, it's it something crash? Watson's gonna hate based on what you said. <laughs> Better than Models Inc. The way they ended that show. It was all in the patient's uh, mind. <laughs> oh, but, well, back then it wasn't cliche. It became True. cliche. That's the deal. And what, listen to the Watsy. <laughs> it's coming up on episode. You Watsy yeah. bastard. <laughs> Either way, we, we get into that. But, uh, man, I think Clark may, might have been the first person infected. How's that? No, but he was shot. They did the test on him. He passed. Well, that's that's the thing. Can it, can it unassimilate? No. No, 
Do we know a, that for sure? That's though? a hard no. It's a hard no. No, because I thought about that. Because Clark, it's obviously you know all the paranoia with Blair is on Clark, and he's really. He's clearly not infected. He's the only one who's actually like murdered. In well, the he's film. with the damn dog the most, but so yeah. Clark was human, which makes well. You what a about Doc and Matt? What about Doc and Matt? They go over to the freaking Swedes, the Norwegians, whatever, by themselves. You don't the see Swedes. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sweden, they're Norwegian, Mac. Yeah, that. Oh, <laughs> they go there by themselves. It's just the two of them with the things around there. I mean, they see freaking well, all, which, everything's frozen though, and that, which so, is awesome. So wow. we're, I guess we're. That's what kept them at bay. It's the thawing of it that ends up bringing it back, which is why the ending's amazing. Because you know, if one or both are affected, that they're gonna freeze, and then when comes spring, the rescue team comes in, and then uh, it's a very downbeat ending. Because I look at yeah. it like we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. They're gonna be brought back to civilization, unthawed, yep. and all hell's gonna break loose. It's bad. It's the Apocalypse Trilogy. Bottom line, man, that all ends up in the freaking end of the world. How's that? Because that's what he calls it. 27,000 so. uh, days? 27,000 hours? So uh, 75% of the country or 100% of the country is affected? Right? Pretty good stuff. That's right like there. three years. That's good stuff. The whole country, the whole world. The gone. whole world, three years. Gone. That's awesome. That's awesome. Which makes you a murderer. You know the only thing yeah. we didn't talk about. The only thing we didn't talk about that uh, I have a little issue with is Kurt Russell's giant sombrero. <laughs> that happened. That happened. It's it JP is, approved. Is it me or does it get bigger? Does it get bigger in some scenes? <laughs> yeah, he is the thing. The thing grows too much. Yeah. Child should have been like, do the Mexican hat dance. Yeah. Prove it, not the thing. Do the Mexican hat dance. That's great. Yeah, well, what else can we say? I mean, I like the fact that there's cell activity and the burn remains still. The autopsy scene is awesome. I mean, what else is there? Yeah, the cell activity and the burnt remains. Cool. That comment just opens it up to yeah to just so many more possibilities that uh, yes. you could have got infected from, you know, moving one of the dead victims, you know? So it's just... It's almost like impossible to figure out, but it's it's awesome to try. And and the, the final part always weighs heavy to me when he says we're not getting out of here alive, but we're gonna make sure that that thing doesn't either. And just yeah. you know the but finality like, yeah. of of him saying the obvious that nobody wants to really face. And he's like, bottom line is we're all we're all about to die. Just you know what I mean? Let's take a look around you. Get 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 ready. We're all gonna die, and and every and everyone's on board, and the yeah, well, what can they? And the idea that one of them is the thing, and the thing's playing along, and yeah, ah, it's just yeah. Man, how about Blair with Gary's face? You notice that thing in the fucking? We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I I actually no problem with it. Brandon said he thought it should have been gorier, and it was a little too funny. But I like how his hand goes his hand goes into the into the face. I don't think they needed the extra shot of him. Do the old uh, yeah. Spider Man Arena where he yeah, it's a little his too much. Out. I think no, but maybe if he like his face, it, it was good. Maybe, maybe if yeah. he like pulled back and like ripped his jaw out or something. What they should have shown is you know the dragging part, which was it's just a quick shot of, of of the hand becoming one with the head. I think he should have been more monstrous. Blair should have been more monstrous there to lead into the the fact that he turns into a huge monster literally one minute later. Then he's underground and we get that shit. 
you know? Yeah, I know, he but he's all now he's a huge monster. So it's almost like yeah. when they show that one shot of him dragging uh, Gary's body away, it, he should have been more monstrous. That would have been cool. Just a link, right. just a link, more of a link, a linking shot. I would that would have been all we needed. Um, again, I'm, I'm saying it in the fact that we've watched this movie so many times, and maybe that could have right. helped with the bridging the gap between it. Again, it doesn't affect my rating whatsoever. What about when Knowles comes back again uh, after he, I cut him loose, I cut him loose, and you see the doorknob twisting behind him. I fucking love that. And the camera just goes up to it. Oh, so many times I've watched this movie. I'm with you. It's fantastic. It's just, it's full of, it's great scene after great scene. There's uh, there's a reason. I want the answers. I don't want the answers. I do. I don't care for them. You know me. I, I want them. I love it, but I still want them. That's why I'm being so quiet. I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm going to figure yeah. this out. But that's the beauty of the movie, that it makes you think consistently. No, but I, I want the answers before I die. That's, well, what I want. that's what I want on my deathbed. Okay, well, maybe when, if John thing. is on his deathbed, you can Surra- ask him. Surrounded by loved ones, as I'm about to pass, like somebody reaches over and just whispers into my ear. It was mental illness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I snap out of the coma and I kill everyone. <laughs> oh, I wanted to be McCready. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll do you a favor if you ever end up in a in a sick bed or a death bed I'll do my best to contact John Carpenter and I'll tell him the story I'll let him listen to this very episode and say listen. Yeah. Please do this man a favor before he passes on. Don't forget, I know you said sick bed and death, but don't forget the bed that eats. <laughs> if, I, if I end up in the bed that eats, make sure you get John on the phone as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Morricone. I didn't say Morricone. The great, the great score of this film. Mm. So I had to throw that back in because it's awesome. And, you know. Oh, you know what, though? I heard, I heard that uh, Carpenter, again, I don't know where I remember reading this. But I think he wasn't. He was a little less enthused about it, and I think Carpenter came up with the the dun, the opening part that That's we were believable. talking about. That's a Carpenter esque sort of theme. Yes. I think uh, Marconi came up with the 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 swelling music when they're in the Norwegian camp, and and, and it, it, it's swelling and that music, amongst other things in the movie as well. But I I I believe I read, and again, please listeners uh, help uh, confirm that on our page that Carpenter redid some of the soundtrack. Well, it's 100% believable, especially when you look at the work that followed and how some of it's a little bit similar and how it's the top of his soundtrack game. Because after this, this is 82. Next, we get into two of his best when you're talking about Halloween 3, which is my personal favorite, and you're talking about Christine. And... Some of that spills over, actually, a lot. It's it's heavily featured. You could tell how much he was trying when it came time to Prince of Darkness, because Prince of Darkness is similar to 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 the uh, Halloween Three Christine, not on the same level, but it, it's the same style. You could see that he was really putting an effort in. But the bag of tricks was uh, most of the tricks were used in in eighty three and eighty two. You know. He was just uh, at the top. Silly John, bags of tricks are for kids. <laughs> and of course, Alan Howarth as well, who wasn't present for this one, I don't think, but definitely was for the the next three that I just mentioned. Nor but. accounted for. I have to just say I, again, it's no, it should come to no surprise to anybody that is listening to this show or any of our crossover shows with Twenty Two Shots. But this is a ten out of ten for me. Absolutely, and it ten, out, a 10, 10. out of ten. Yeah. 
10 out of 10. Nothing's changed. Yep. I'm bumping up to a 10 out of 10. Wow. Look at that. Is this our first ever? 30? Is this our first ever unanimous 30 for the three hosts? No, no, no I think Rosemary's uh, Baby. Rose never, yeah, Rosemary's Baby is the one that always pops in mind. Okay, so episode like four. There was another one that I thought we did too. We've had it. I don't know. Had, no, really? I don't know. I'll have to now go Chance? back and look at the ratings that were, were all uh, done up for us that we've we've put right. up there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go Mr. check Gabbard. it out. Yes, I really believe that the three of us have not come 10 out of 10. Except, Psycho. Oh, Psycho would definitely be. And maybe be, Texas Chains. Did you, what did you give for first Texas Chains of Massacre, Brandon? Psycho for sure, Rosemary's Baby. I think Texas Chains of Massacre and, and probably this. Okay. All right, then. Then I guess there's been five. Okay. I, I stand corrected. For some reason, I, I thought think, Brandon. I, I think. Anyway, like, anyway. Yeah, but, I, could, I could be wrong. I could have given 9.5s, you know, but for the thing, it's it's now a 10 out of 10. and Nice. Probably now my favorite Carpenter film. Very nice. Nice, Nicey. All right, let's move on to Prince of Darkness from 1987. A research team finds a mysterious cylinder in a deserted church. If opened, it could mean the end of the world. This one's also written by Carpenter. Yeah, who wondered the name of Mark or or something. Martin Quatermass. (laughs) Yeah, Martin Quatermass. (laughs) Which was cool, Cool. because this this movie has similarities to Quatermass in the Pit. I've never seen Quatermass in the Pit. I have. I had to watch it for uh, ABC's A Hidden Horror, and that's the first time I saw anything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I I, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good story. Well, this story. is... It, it's funny, because I know that this has gained a, a following, almost kind of like we're talking about The Thing. I think The Thing is more universally loved. This, you'll read a lot of... This is his underrated classic. This is his, his you know, forgotten treasure. Uh, I'm not quite there. I was disappointed when I was a kid, probably because it was a lot more leisurely paced that I was wanting from... from uh, from the movie but as i got older i appreciated it more but it's still kind of a misfire uh, elements of it is a yeah, misfire like yeah, i said the look yeah. of it is great the performances i'm not really they don't really draw me in i find them a little off-putting a little bit there's, the pa- there's a lack of cohesion yes amongst these characters there's a real lack of cohesion that takes you out of it everything feels like just sort of like scenes cut together rather than one flowing Absolutely. thing yeah, it it doesn't feel like a, there's no flow or no cohesive flow. That you summed it up beautifully. Yeah, I, that's I felt it too. You know what's funny? I I just got to point this out. I watched because I don't own this movie, so I watched it. I believe it was on Shutter, and I put on the subtitles. Do you know what it said every time Donald Pleasant's character talked? No, because he doesn't have a name in this film. He's just priest. Oh, okay. You know what it said uh, as his character's name on the subtitles? It said Father Loomis. I swear to you, it said <laughs> Father Loomis. <laughs> Did you I'm check the photo credits? I gotta look at the credits now. The credits all just list him as priest. But mm. like, I feel like the person who just did the uh, subtitles was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna put in Father Loomis. But unless I'm losing my mind, there were at least two occasions where he was talking and it said Father Loomis. And I'm hmm. like, Father Loomis? <laughs> he was good in this. And I'm wondering if he was putting this as maybe like, uh, as maybe like, okay, you kind of got shafted on the first Halloween. Uh, I love you. Uh, you made that movie. I know you got a small salary, so I'll I'll bring you back for this, and, and now you you know pay you pay you what you deserve, or something. I don't know. I'm I'm totally making that up. I'm just wondering because again, I love <laughs> I love Donald Pleasance, uh, but and he he's a little bit more subdued here, to his yes, character. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes though, when he talks about the devil, it's as if he's talking about Michael Myers. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that a couple of times. But, you know, he does work at Loomis. He, he had him in Loomis. He does work with Pleasance, excuse me. He had him in, uh, what do you call it as well, uh, Escape from New York. Oh, yeah, I you forgot know? he was in Escape from New York. I, yeah. So I take that back. Fuck my Bob, thought. Father Loomis has been He just likes to use characters over and over again because he yes. brought a couple people back from Big Trouble Little China. Unfortunately, the younger guy, ja- I forgot his name, ja- whatever his name is, he is, I feel like he's miscast in this movie. Brian? I know he's supposed to be a little eager. He doesn't get it, so he kind of plays the audience if you're not really following the story. He asks the questions so that they can answer him, so maybe the audience understands a little bit more of what's going on. However, his acting, definitely... I don't know, again, I don't know if this is possibly part of a rushed production, and this is why there's no cohesion, as we already mentioned, and maybe the performances suffered. Because even the main guy... The Tom Mackins wannabe? Brian Marsh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. thought that's who you're talking about. That's who I thought he was talking no, about. Brian but Marsh. I wasn't sure. Brian Marsh is the guy that I think. I don't think he's a good actor. I'm talking about Walter Dennis Dennis Dunn from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. The Asian guy. Well, there's two Asian oh, guys. Wait. There's whoa, two whoa, guys whoa, from Big whoa, Trouble in Little China. There's the old guy Victor Wong, right. and then right. and uh, and then there's Dennis yeah, Dunn. Yeah, Be- Beerak, the professor who brings all the students along. And he's Walter. fine. He, he yeah. actually classes up every movie he's in, in my opinion. Dennis Dunn, the young guy, the one that was like, you know, with Kurt Russell yep. through the whole show. Yeah. I, he's miscasting yeah. this, and I find him just doesn't, he doesn't fit. His he's hit or fit. miss. And, he's uh, hit or miss to me. And Brian Marsh, or uh, that's the character's name, Jameson Parker. Jameson Parker. I, I, I found him like not engaging whatsoever. No, that's, that's, that is my only complaint of the two leads. The, it's almost like the fog, except instead of having Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins, he has that guy and that girl. <laughs> That's what it's like. They they hook up pretty quick. They end up in bed together really quick, and then Dan nothing else right away, is but, like yeah, right, yeah. Nothing else is like the fog or, or any of that stuff after. But it just seems like there's so many characters, and this is to me, it's not a criticism. There's just so much going on. And I, I I guess maybe if you extended 20 minutes, but I don't think we wanted extended 20 minutes. I was fine with the length of the film. I just, I see what you're saying with the leads, but to me, the true leads it, it w- would be Loomis and Victor Wong. And the dilemma is what we're going to be, I'm going to be broken record with and what we've already established, but it, there seems to be a lack of, continuity and, and cohesion yeah. between everything. So there's a disconnect between everything, disconnect between performances, disconnect between scenes. So it becomes kind of jumbled. I'm not going to say it's a mess because I, there's a, there's a lot to enjoy here. So again, maybe in, in, in my typical fashion, I'm coming on the negatives coming out with the negatives right away, which may skewer the whole review because I'm not really down on this movie. I actually yeah. quite like this movie, but not to the not nearly to the extent that I like the thing. No, I, I, the I thing. know what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's well. there's too many characters so that there's not enough development of the Brian and Catherine character. You care about them because they're they're nice people. Everyone mm-hmm. in this is a nice person because they're all either, you know, doctors and, you know, well-liked people, well-respected people or they're, you know, doctoral students. So nobody's like really like an asshole, but if Brian and Catherine were more developed by taking out like they didn't have to bring all these other groups of people. They could have just done all the stuff themselves as like a group of like five. Then you would have had a stronger connection with these characters. Ultimately, the way the movie plays out, it would have had more of an impact. Even though I do find one particular image, you know, towards the end, very 
quite haunting, actually. This always had a great jump scare, but I've, this time I didn't find it all that effective. Uh, and it was always at the end there. But uh, to get back to that, they have so many characters, yet they figure out a way to get them separated, to go off and do these things by themselves and get themselves killed or whatever. That is almost like for a quote unquote smart horror movie, you, you're finding like this almost falls like bad slasher cliche of how can I get them alone and dead and then get someone to go follow and try to find so-and-so only to get dead. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I, I expected more from it. <laughs> I, th- I think you, 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 you just, you just pretty much nailed it. It becomes like a bad slasher cliche there in the middle. Cause it starts off great. I love yeah. the, the whole idea of, you know, the brotherhood of sleep and, and, you know, the father that dies is, was the guardian priest, almost like the, uh, like the sentinel. Right, and, uh, I thought that too. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this is a cool story. And even though like I couldn't keep up with everything that that they were talking about between Pleasant's character and 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 Birak, you know, um, all you know the the science and the religion and the the anti god and the anti matter, it was it was interesting listening to it. And I I get it. They're sort of blending religion and science, and you know, we were duped from the very beginning. And uh, it, it was interesting stuff. I couldn't mentally hang on to all the uh, the facts of what they were saying, but but when they got to like the meat of the film, the middle leading up to the you know the the final showdown, it just seemed like like filler of like okay, we're gonna kill this person now, then we're gonna go here and kill this person, then we're gonna go back here and kill this person, then we're just gonna stand around for a while. We'll let fa- we'll let Loomis read in the closet for for twenty minutes. <laughs> it's we'll mundane. Have this- it's very much, but the, but this premise is is fascinating, like Liquid Satan or or, yes. or whatever. Like I just wanted to bottle it. Imagine that they got like a bottling line and they just whipped it out and they mass marketed <laughs> it. Liquid <laughs> Satan, right on the shelves, right next to the stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it, 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 there's some creepy fucking shit here. I do think maybe the um, the cult shows up a little early it's like they're it's like the second they get there bye they're right there like they're i mean i know it's one person i think it's alice cooper out of the gate is it not yeah, yeah then, alice cooper. Which, which is fine which is fine yeah, teenage Frankenstein. the uh but the reality would be that it's just too soon i think they need yeah. to build on that a little bit more because that does get a little bit creepy as well and that other guy that and when they attack the other guy and then he comes back and he's all covered in bugs and Oh, yeah, it was but, great, that but, yeah, guy, and that, that voice. Oh, I loved it. And his head this sort is, of just this is, topples this is off. Kaka. This is Kaka. It's him, yeah, it's Kaka, Kaka guy. No. Yeah, but they do reveal sort of like the the uh, the cult very quickly that the whole group of like schizophrenics. I mean, maybe it's a little uh, offensive to to paint all these homeless people as schizophrenics. But who they're are... not really schizophrenics. That that guy just classified them as that at the time he was saying that schizophrenics repeat the same 20 every 20 minutes they repeat the same routine so he thought that maybe that they were schizophrenics because they were homeless but in fact it was something larger and you know at play i don't think they were saying that they were all schizophrenics you know what i mean Uh, yeah i I read into it wrong but that's not what i got i i'm not 100 percent sure but uh yeah, but it was definitely too soon. Like in you know in the first. I agree with that. In the first twenty minutes, you know, Alice Cooper's stabbing people with half of bicycles. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was great. That bicycle. This is a weird where, do you get a, where, where do you get a half bike? <laughs> I, I thought it was a unicycle at first. I would have loved to see him riding, riding a unicycle, singing "No More Mr. Nice Guy" before he killed that guy. <laughs> maybe maybe he can only afford half. 
yeah, it was it was a much smaller budget. So I buy this in installments. Like, Give us the half one. I get the seat next week. <laughs> I agree with you guys on one of two things. I, I agree with with that what you just said about it happened too early. The the they revealed their hand. They should have been a slower build. But I have a different opinion on the middle. I love the middle stuff when it turns into. I guess slasher fair, if you will. I, I think if it didn't do that, I think it would have been a very boring film. It was just talk, talk, talk. I think you needed that stuff to break it up. Well, That's I, I, it's not that I don't like that it becomes slashery. I just think the kill, kills would have been more effective if there were less of them and it was more of a cohesive group that was getting picked off one by one. Because I was yeah. like, I really didn't care that yeah, they, everyone they, was getting picked off. And why was the one girl? Um, I just not Catherine. Why? Why was Kelly marked? When did she bump her arm? Why was she the chosen one to be the vessel? Kelly. Kelly. The Kelly blonde girl. Who, the blonde girl that had who the gave, who gave birth. <laughs> Kelly. Who? Kelly. <laughs> I didn't even realize what you were doing. <laughs> I thought you were genuinely asking. <laughs> they did show something quickly, but I hear you. It wasn't uh, really. Because there were too many characters. Like, she was part of the original yeah. group, and she sure. almost got lost in it. Like, she's like, oh, I, I got a niche, and she lifts up her arm. At she's least got a freaking too many. Too, too many. They could have just, boop, two out of there, and just tighten it up a little bit. I just I just felt... One too many. I don't know. Too, they're they're trying many. to build this, this yeah, this cast. And again, I think play off the the um, isolation, the fact that they're stuck there, and they can't, can't get out. And, and there's some good stuff there. Like, when that guy's trapped in the closet, and they're trying to get to him from the other oh, side... Yeah. That yeah. that's tense. I remember, like, get him the fuck out of there. Like, I was getting into it. Like, there's some yeah. great stuff <laughs> here. It, it it just is hindered by some like some. I'm not even saying sluggish pacing because I I don't know. I don't think the movie's slow. It's just weirdly episodic as it cuts back and forth between shit. You you feel like Birak and and Priest, I'll call Pleasant's Priest, are, are Priest. in a are in a, are in a, a different movie. Yeah. Like they're in one movie, which is like a science religion anti god film, and then the others are in just like a slasher film where where uh, you know Kelly is giving birth to the to to the demon to Satan, and yeah. then he's and then he's gonna summon his father, who is the the anti god. Which is really cool, you know, needing the mirror, but you know, the idea of just oh, yeah. of just cracking the mirror and it's over is sort of a little anticlimactic. Well, it's a I little mean, more than that. It's somebody going inside of it, the right that, people going that inside part, of it, I love. and prayer, and prayer. He did. He don't forget that 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 Loomis, you know, threw the freaking axe Loomis. and was reciting Lord's prayers at, at That's the time. True. That's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do love. Uh, that image of her on the other side reaching back. Wait, does, that's oh, when he starts hamming it up. That's when yeah. he does start going full Loomis, I think. I hit him with an axe six times. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, Brandon. On the IMDb, he's called Priest. But then in the trivia, it says when uh, it said Donald Pleasant's character, Father Loomis, is named after the character he played in the Halloween movies. Oh, okay. So maybe, okay. You know what? They never refer to him as Father Loomis. In there, so maybe, maybe it is uh, the name. They never, they never refer to him at all in the film. Nobody ever introduces themselves to him. He never says, hi, I'm so-and-so. And interesting enough, Alice Cooper originally asked Carpenter if he could just come to the set to watch a special effect due to Cooper's manager also producing the film, which is probably why Alice Cooper also had a song called Prince of Darkness. I don't know if you guys are Alice Cooper fans. I am. Uh, so he has uh, in Raise Your Fist to, and Yell, 
I believe that's the album. He has Prince of Darkness as one of the songs on there. Uh, but then Carpenter eventually decided to offer Cooper a role as a leader of the street people. Leader of the street people. <laughs> leader of the street people. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> leader of the street people. I don't know what the hell that was, but that was funny. <laughs> oh, mirror in the bathroom is what I meant to say. But I was like, Smoker leader in of the, the boys' street room? No. <laughs> mirror in the bathroom. Bum, bum, bum. Oh okay. Okay. Oh, I thought you were doing leader of the pack. The leader yeah. of the pack. That would have been a better one, but for whatever reason, it got turned into yeah. leader of the street people. Then I thought you were <laughs> smoking in the boys' room. You know, I guess not. There's some songs for you, Marco. You know, oh, rock man. and roll. I don't know. I'm glad it did. It. I'm glad it did what it did. I understand maybe there was a few characters too many, but I liked that it was kind of a, a mishmash of, of different subgenres. I don't know. I didn't. I, I could understand from the critical eye why you guys would have a pro- problem with the, the the way the movie flowed, but I enjoyed it. What about those freaking dreams, man? I love it. I, oh, I love that part. Good. That's that's really well done. So creepy. So creepy, and that each one sort of reveals just a little bit more. Yes. And it's really, really well done, and and very unsettling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that shit, man. Yeah. And again, to give him credit, I guess this is this all plays into what we've been talking about. This movie was filmed in just over 30 days, which is fairly unheard of for uh, a higher budgeted film, but it's also not a really high budgeted film. I think he wanted to produce and make a movie that was horrific, that again starred adults as opposed to kids or teens. Uh, and I get, I give him credit for all that. These are all other pluses to it. Um, so maybe that's why, because of the quick schedule, maybe, you know, that's maybe why we're feeling some disconnect and maybe the disconnect works based on the, the script of, uh, of, of these soulless street people and, and these scientists and everything else. Maybe, maybe it ends up working in its favor, but I found it to be a little bit jarring when I was watching it, rewatching it. Cause I, I haven't watched this film as a Carpenter fan, I've watched this, I wouldn't say the least amount, but this was probably my fourth time watching the movie. About the same for me. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, so not, I, not I, like Christine, Halloween, The Thing, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, They Live. Fucking, I've watched millions of times, uh, like In the Mouth of Madness. This is probably, like I said, like four, maybe five times tops. This might have been a second watch for me. I don't know if I've seen it more than two, maybe three max. I mean, that could that could easily play into it. I mean, when you're working, even if you're talented, a fast shooting schedule means that you're you're doing a lot more setups per day, a lot faster. So, yeah, the one location would help. But that might, you know, explain why we're experiencing this disconnect, or at least Brandon and I are, because David doesn't seem like you have the same problem as us. It's yeah, it's it's not a terrible disconnect. They just do so many smart things and so many interesting things with with broadcasting from the future and, you know, antimatter and anti-God and, you know, the, all the science talk that, you know, might bore some people. I was like, I, it was really quite interesting and, and made for an interesting setup. And then they sort of just get into almost paint by number slasher, kill, 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 reveal, kill, 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 and uh, climax conclusion. Smoke a cigarette and get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to oh, talk shit. it down that bit. I still, I still enjoy it as well. I just thought like it had the makings of like maybe something even at the top for for a Carpenter film. And for some this people, have... it's reached those heights. I, I, I'm, I enjoy it. I, I no, I do too. I'm, I'm just not. 
I'm not quite as high as I pr- maybe want to be. And, and, and that's okay. I mean, the, the reality is I think I've always hovered, you know, at that, at the eight range, but I've come a little, I was a little lower, uh, yeah. a little lower on this, uh, on this view, but there's a lot of interesting shit happening here and it's a far more intelligent movie. Uh, and, and I can understand, you know, maybe a lot of horror fans at the time, not embracing it. I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking 1987, right? Correct. Am I right with that? 87. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I mean, again, kudos to him, uh, making movie horror movies for adults. Even though I like the ending and, I, and I like the, the vision, of the last image being of, you know, Brian reaching towards the mirror. Cause he knows, you know, um, Catherine's on the other side. I almost, you know, they kind of, wouldn't they have needed another guardian? Wouldn't it have been good if he was, you know, the new guardian? I know that's yeah, been, that's getting a little too sentinel. <laughs> he's not a priest, though. You know, yeah, yeah. he's got to be a priest. He's got to be a, a priest. Uh, it can't be any jabroni freaking, there's the guardian. I think you know? just, I think it's just to be somebody to watch the door. I don't know. It seems like it was always handled by the Roman Catholics. That was their whole gig. You well, know, it was the secret the society, this Brotherhood of Sleep that, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the church, the Vatican didn't even know about. But yeah, you're probably right. Needed to be a priest, so maybe maybe they should have had a, you know, an image of uh, Loomis down there. Loomis yeah. should have stayed down there. Yeah, you're right. He should have been like the the priest at the end of Amityville too. <laughs> it's enough. There. Yeah, man. That yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I'm a little less I satisfied with this this ending than than the thing where the thing kind of ends on that downbeat note too. This with kind of. Has that same sort of see? I I don't feel the downbeat ending. I feel like too many people survive, and I, I feel like uh, like for whatever reason they ignore the fact that uh, that you know this evil still exists, and it just seems like they're going to go on about their their lives now. I don't get a sense of you know apocalyptic doom in, in at the very end. I just well, get a, I just get a sense of a of a sad uh, sad young man who just lost you know the girl he he loves, even though they've been dating for three days but still i get that but they all are aware that evil is there now they know it and it's gonna try to it's gonna try to come out again yeah but it felt like they were able to defeat it maybe a little too easily and maybe too many people survived i feel like maybe if there was less characters left i I just feel like there shouldn't have been four survivors well there was a lot of characters i hear you though I hear you. I'm never a big fan of a lot of survivors, but yeah, that mirror, that mirror scare get you. That was that scared the shit out of me when I was younger. The very end, or what? Yeah. What, what scare? The pull into the mirror. It's cool. It's definitely cool. Ah, uh, so good. And the, you know the the uh, anti gods giant like cloven yeah. hand coming through. Yeah, and, man. Oh, yeah. that's so nightmarish. Yeah, I agree. And just it's seeing cool. her sort of like frozen, kind of reaching back. Oh, mm. that's that's a great image. Definitely. And how about when she is there at the end instead of what we saw earlier? Which just doesn't it kind of, I always say that silhouette kind of look like Candyman. When they show it the first time when they're having the dreams, this is not a dream. This is the transmission from the year 1909. You know what I'm talking about? And they show yeah. that thing, the cloak. It kind of always reminded me of Candyman. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's weird. I was, yeah, I, I didn't really look at it, but I can get a Candyman vibe or like a creeper vibe. <laughs> Some, but then at the end, and it's the girl. Yeah. Pretty wild, man. And they know what's going to happen again. So yeah. that's why it, it's. It is definitely, you know, of the apocalypse. It's just 
something that's subdued waiting to come out. I mean, this was its best chance, but you know, they know that in the 1990s it's going to happen again because they're getting transmission of it. Well, that was that, and that's the thing that can be sort of like, is it though? Because it's like, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry to JP you there, Dave, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, they're obviously all getting the dreams while they're in the church and stuff. But then at the end, it is it that he's getting more transmissions from the future, or is he just having the nightmare? envisioning her trapped in there because you know he had yeah. a special connection with her maybe so maybe it is just that i would have liked again, it, it i would have liked it if it was more definitive as being a transmission and you know well this is, this is gonna start again this isn't or this isn't over i should say she got sucked into hell by the freaking the anti-guy what do you think happened to her yeah, but, be they, good. yeah but it seemed like she was dead the way she was like sort of like frozen there like looking back i figured like okay she's dead mm. Maybe so. I never thought of that. I just thought she got sucked. She got pulled into the freaking, you know, where it resides, where it's there chilling, you know, and, and it tried to come out. It tried to come out through the girl. And so now she's a uh, a disciple of the anti-god bringing about right. the uh, the end of the world in 1999. Yeah, I, I could get on board with that. I mean, I, I, I could totally get on board with that. That's what I think the implication is. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's just... it, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it could definitely either, go that way. was it? Yeah. I, I agree, Dave. I concur. And that's that's scary. <laughs> that's scary that they thought that they did all this and that the other thing. And and Loomis was so freaking confident about we did it. I did it. We did it. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. Did you? Did you? Wouldn't, no, and what, I do. Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been better if okay, the four of them survived and they're still in the church, and they're sort of just you know they're exhausted, so they're just you know laying around the table or whatever, <laughs> or they or they just show them in different rooms and they're just they're just relaxing. And they're all sleeping, and they all have the same dream. Yeah. Then it's, like, definitive that that's it. And I just think that would have been more effective because it just comes off as almost like a like a horror romance at the end. Like, ah, oh, my love's on the other side. And it also comes across yeah. as just a body possession movie uh, as the movie progresses, which I think takes away from the overall, the overall feeling because really, at the end of the day, when it goes into the slasher mode, it's really just spatooning the, uh, the devil juice in a each other's mouths and i think well that's fine wow. that's yeah. just satan body hopping because the, the devil juice is just satan because the anti-god buried his son satan on earth yeah you know so so that's fine that's fine that make that's fine i don't mind it being a, a body jumping liquid and and whatever <laughs> Jason how about that dude though <laughs> yeah exactly Jason, Jason goes to hell sorry oh god that's, and i knew what you meant but i yeah yeah i knew what you meant body jumping i thought that one guy was hysterical he kept laughing <laughs> After he cut himself with wood somehow, somehow he sliced his throat with a with a stick of wood, yeah. and then then he couldn't stop laughing. He was great, that guy, amazing. No, no, that wasn't Amazing Grace. It was was it Amazing Grace? Come he was sit singing. on my face. <laughs> I think it was uh, Wade in the water. Wade no, no. in the water. <laughs> it was swing low. <laughs> That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> no, he was singing that. He goes. I once was lost, yes. but now... Isn't that Amazing yeah, Grace? It is. Yeah, that is Amazing He was singing it. Yeah. Oh, man. They should have had Bud in there with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, old Bud. Oh, my shit. That's good. Yeah, no, that, was, that was cool. Yeah, man. That guy was great. He was, he was, he was creepy. He kept cracking up for no reason. He yeah, looked no, in the that, mirror. That was, that was yeah. a good use of the possession there because like, he was yeah. very effective as, as possessed where everyone else was sort of just like a, a mindless like zombie. 
Yeah, and, Whereas, and I think that's where I, we needed something different. I think that's I think that's the fault of the middle part of the movie. At least he wasn't a worm. <laughs> True. True. How about that girl when she was typing? That was freaking scary. She oh, kept typing yeah, over and yeah. over and, and looking in the same direction. She did a good job in that. Yeah, and you know movie. something else about her? You yeah. know, I don't know if you noticed this, but I think she could pass for Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't look Asian at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told that joke about the, the Jewish mother, and he said the girl, he goes, I said a, 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 I said doctor. a witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. That's a really was, good joke, actually. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> see, he was funny. Sometimes his acting was kind of off, but that joke was good. Yeah. Yeah, but but the comic relief with him was kind of placed right. Yeah. You know? I almost I almost expected Lopan to show up. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I enjoyed it more than uh. More than you guys, but I know. I how about I, did, I really didn't dislike it though. I really didn't yeah, dislike it. Yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. It's just I, I just thought it was good, very, like you know, maybe very good, but not. Yeah, great. yeah. I think I'm somewhere in the. Oh, this is a this is a this is a really really good film. Yeah. But yeah, not well, not. I'm at, uh, I'm at seven point five. I don't know why I'm dancing around the fucking thing. Seven point five. Yeah, I'm going to dance a little bit longer before I tell you that I'm also at a seven. <laughs> Pray for death. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely the highest. I'm 8.5. I, I really enjoyed it. I watched this one twice, too. Nice. I like I said, it. I've only seen this a couple of times. Yeah. This is the one I'm least uh, familiar with, so. One thing, one thing's for certain, it's, it has Carpenter's thumbprint on it, like, this is when you when you when you, yeah. um, when you really establish yourself as an auteur, and you no, know, not just his name above the credits, but or title, but the fact that it looks and it sounds, um, and it plays out like a, a carpenter film, and, and so that that says a lot as well, and it's quite enjoyable. Very good. I'm glad everybody at least enjoyed it. Yeah, it's very good. I think you know we're we're also holding it to a higher regard because regard because of uh you know it being carpenter you know he's, done, he's had so many great films that's for sure and uh what about this last one is that a great film that i'm looking forward to this discussion but wait really before we go there let, before we go there let me let, let, let's answer a couple more questions because we're, we're doing well we're doing okay for time i know All right. we got to get that yeah, but i mean I'm gonna just i had these up so bear with me one second as I try to do it up man jan or jean uh, Dubavan said, my statement is as follows, no comment. Okay, and then Neil yeah. posted a meme saying, what? Afterwards, so that kind of <laughs> sums it all up. Uh, not really horror-related, but given he was just taken from us too early, what is your favorite Rector, favorite performance by Rector Hauer? Oh, I'd Oof. say Blade Runner. Whew. Man, it's hard for me to well, say. You know what? Maybe The Hitcher. I was going to go with The Hitcher, yeah. but he's done so much good stuff. I don't know. I haven't really seen that. I've seen The Hitcher for 20 minutes. I've seen uh, Blade Runner one time. <laughs> one time? Okay. Yeah, for the, this year, for the first time, I watched it, finally. What else is he big on? He was in Hobo with a Shotgun, which I purchased but haven't watched. You're going to uh, roll there with favorite roles. I'll stick, right. I'll go with The Hitcher, then with Blade Runner a close second. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll he answer for everybody. Yeah, yeah. He was in Batman Begins, apparently, but... Surviving the game. That, that movie was that. horrible with Ice-T. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's God. a guilty pleasure film. I don't think I don't think it's horrible, but like I enjoy watching it. He was in Bone Daddy, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, Bone Daddy, Blind Fury. Bone Daddy. Man, Armin, I wish Armin I could find like one sh- that he stuck out for me. I mean, like three Ball. questions in a row there. I mean, that's the only one we're answering tonight. Because there, okay. then it goes into horror, favorite, favorite horror writer. And in which horror novel would you bring to the big screen given unlimited resources? Weave World, Clive Barker. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Every time. I think we said Weave World, Clive Barker. No, rock and roll. Uh, on yep. Blossom, a very special episode was hey, when you got her period. Is it this, but with Brandon? <laughs> what now? Oh, why we're this? Huh? <laughs> why we're delayed and recorded? <laughs> also, <laughs> a could someone special episode? Also, could someone say that you just broke my glasses again for me? Which we did earlier. That was for Dave. We what happened with you. me? What? What's? What's? Well, we awesome? said that we because David. Uh, we said we're doing a special. We're doing a special episode oh. answering questions. <laughs> and then, yeah. But and then yeah. Jim Jim K from Toronto. You know that that's Jim from Toronto. That is Jim. That's him. Jim yeah, K. Jim K is Jim from Toronto. Yeah. A, Besides yeah, the oh. obvious, The Exorcist. What are your favorite exorcism exorcism based films? Emily Rose. Yeah. Amityville Two: The Possession. <laughs> it's possession. It's possession. So I guess, the, and there is an exorcism in it. Black Oats Daughter. I was. Thank you. I was just gonna say there was that cheap little quick scene, but yeah. I think we're. Kinda, I think that sums it up. Exorcisms, yeah. Favorite non-horror director? Fuck. I, I'll have to say, okay, this is difficult. This is from Mr. Parker. Rock with your cock out, Parker. Uh, I, it, this is a difficult question. I might have to say Brian De Palma. Now, he's done horror, so if you won't, if you won't accept that as an answer, then... I fuck. won't accept it. Then it might be Danny Boyle or the Hughes Brothers. And I may give the edge to Danny Boyle because he's done more. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese's fucking amazing too, though. Yeah, you know what? Why did I leave him out? Uh, You tell me. Scorsese? uh, I'll go with Brian De Palma still. I mean, he's done enough non-horror that I think I could get away with Brian De Palma. Fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Scorsese, David Fincher. There's another one I really like his movies. Yeah, man. I like Jeff, Jeff Nichols. He does really good movies. Jeff Nichols? Take Shelter, Mud... Nice. He hasn't he hasn't done a lot of films, but he's Lucas he's Dickinson asked Dave this. In your Dave Zed, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what character in all of horror made the best baby face turn? The fuck does that Ooh, mean? Ooh. What character in all of horror made the best baby face turn? What's a baby mm-hmm. face turn? What the fuck am I missing here? It means uh that he was a bad guy. He was a heel. Is this a fucking wrestler thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it. it's a term that can On be applied anyway, using this. <laughs> He's a bad guy that turned into a good guy. What? What's the best turn? You know what I mean? Like, who was bad that turned good? Who Darth Vader. Was... <laughs> but that's not horror. Yeah, that's but, not I horror. Get, but that is a great baby face turn. There's no question about that. Man, what happened? I'm trying to think of a horror movie where somebody... Uh, Really, you know, changed face. Sounds. Michael, when he cries in part five. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> Mandy, Mandy Lane. Mandy Lane, huh? I don't think anybody turned face in that one. Well, she she seemed like she was good the whole movie. And then she turned bad, so it's the opposite. She had a heel turn. So it's the other way. She, she you know what I'm saying? Baby face turn. She she turned baby. You know, you know what I'm saying? She was an ass. You thought that they were bad, 
Oh, answer. bad turned good. Yes. I'm not listening. I, I bad, you lost me at wrestling. Good. Just bad turned good. Lost you at good night or good, good evening. Good Just night. bad turned What's good. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> Did I don't know what I'm saying. Good that was really that really blew us away. Uh, oh, psycho. Uh, Anthony Perkins. That, that's kind of a baby face turn for a little while anyway. Megan. Megan. Walking Dead. Oh, Negan with an N? Oh, he turned babyface? I didn't know that. Well, he's sort of good now. I don't know. I never watch it. And uh, last time I saw he was a badass. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What an asshole. Hey, it's been nine years the show's on. You can put it on. Neil Robson. Don't recall if this has been discussed already, but your thoughts on 2019. Halfway through the year, in my opinion, it has been great. Great to see the theatrical horror, but not a lot has been impressing me. Neil, I'm almost right there with you. I haven't seen a lot either. We did kind of talk about it. I don't know if this was pregame or in between, but uh, I think I've watched 15 2019 films, and there's some good stuff there. 13, and I'm only happy with three of them. Really happy with three or four of them. And well, one of, and one of the you. ones that everyone's blowing, I absolutely really disliked. I'm not going to say one? Midsommar. What? I, I was... Ugh. <laughs> Wow. What a miserable experience watching that film. <laughs> wow. No shit. Yeah. I, I disagree. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Anyway, uh, you know, I haven't seen as many. I probably haven't even seen as many as you two. So it's really not not easy for me to say. But I will say this. It does seem a little bit lackluster. However, however, doesn't this kind of happen every year? And then the, sec- the last five months, freaking it goes bananas. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, we do have a lot of hard it's, hitters. It's been especially slow. We do have some big ones coming up, you know, with it too. Uh, you know, I don't know what three from hell is going to be like, but uh, think of it from theatrically. I think maybe we're, what we're missing is where are the independents, and maybe there is a lot of independents, and I'm just speaking there's online more here. But I know there's more coming. But think of what was just in the fucking theater. You, I could actually look at my listed, and we had Child's Play, Annabelle, Come Home, Godzilla, King of Monsters, Midsummer, all out like like. Like that, like four fucking movies in the theater. Hey, I haven't seen a bad one yet. I've enjoyed every movie I've seen. I have not watched a movie, and, and I haven't seen Godzilla, but I think I want to now because I've heard all nothing but good things. I enjoyed Child's Play. I enjoyed Midsommar. I enjoyed Ma. I enjoyed Us. Everything I've watched, I haven't seen Annabelle yet, but everything is, I've seen, I've liked. This is the year of the two-letter horror. It, Us, Ma. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, now we've got Fave. You're right. Fave Romero's The Crazies, the remake, or none of the above. I don't understand. Huh? Yeah. Oh, Fave, wait. I need more. Fave Romero's The Crazies, the remake, or none of yeah, the above. Yeah, he's like, saying, what do you like, like better? Right. Yeah. I never saw the original, so I can't say. I but like the, the remake. remake okay. I really like the remake. I, I like, the, really I like the original, I like the remake, and I actually think that the remake was I... a little bit more entertaining. And I'm also a, a big fan of none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua says, you guys are the best horror podcast out right now. I love your show and the chemistry you all have. Keep on doing a great job. Not a question, but fucking you're bang on correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Josh. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, sir. Tim Walker, what are your favorite 2019 horror films so far this year? Mine is the black and white Italian movie. Um, the Laplace, Laplace demon is that? Right? Oh yeah, the, 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 okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. It's very much like a classic Twilight Zone episode, in my opinion. 
and then Hagazusa or whatever, and Knife and Heart are right up there with them. Okay, I haven't seen any of those, so you just yep. that, that's a good load of movies for me to watch. Great. Yeah, they've all been on my list. Yeah, Hagazusa's on Prime. Uh, Knife and Heart is Shudder, and uh, the other one, the however you say it, the Lapache Demon or whatever. I, I've heard La of heard La pa- yeah. What is it? <laughs> I'll, I'll La- butcher it. <laughs> Laplazas Demon. Laplazas. I, <laughs> I took a yeah. Laplazas earlier today. Uh, and then Dave C says, thanks, guys. Watson said more. Loves it. I said, said more. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought. Yeah. We're going to do a few more. Uh, Eric Webster says, I am the great Cornholio. I need toilet paper for my bunghole. <laughs> Did he uh, say toilet paper or TP? TP. Okay, he said TP better. for my bunghole. Sorry. Okay. I need TP for my bunghole. Yes, yeah, so that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. If you were toilet paper. Christian ruined, Christian ruined it by I saying ruined it. I fucking ruined it. I know. <laughs> He's like, I, I, need, I need two ply Charmin for my bunghole. Yeah. Three need ply. Toilet paper no, I want to wipe my fucking ass with my hand. Three ply. <laughs> Three <laughs> fuckers. Anything I last, I might as well be wiping with my hands. <laughs> search for the uh, search the darkest depths of your soul and tell me the shittiest movie that you absolutely love. Also, assemble a horror dream team circle jerk. You may include each other, Brandon. Uh, Wait, what? Huh? A horror dream team circle jerk. Does that mean like we all are going to try to jizz on crackers and then the last one to come has to eat them? Thank God I will never lose that. <laughs> I always will be the first to come. I can guarantee that. You think so? <laughs> with a bunch, a bunch of freaking dongs hanging around you? I won't look. I'll be just thinking of no dong, no dong. Yeah, but you'll smell them. I'll smell yeah. <laughs> You'll smell cocks everywhere. <laughs> I'm telling you, you would. <laughs> uh, where did this show go? Man, uh, that cock smells like the, the Lapache darkest demon. Depth of your soul. Tell me the shittiest movie that you absolutely love. Shittiest? Uh, movie? Can that be the Toxic Avenger? I mean, that's not shitty. That's I, classic. I love it. See, uh, I can't have a discussion like that because uh, you know my thoughts on that. It doesn't. Maximum Overdrive. It doesn't make sense. I can't love it if it's shitty. If it's uh, shitty, like, it's just I, shitty. Like Maximum Overdrive, everything tells me this movie's a piece of fucking garbage, but I love the movie. I love. So you it. love it? It's so bad, it's good then. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's so bad, it's good. You know, maybe. Uh, well, that's not really bad though. See? Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, because it's a big piece of garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't think I wow. like a bad movie. I, I don't think a oh, man. That sounds shitty. That sounds like I'm being a, a, a certain way, and I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to say, if something's bad, I gotta come with like some. Okay, um, Dracula versus Frankenstein is so bad it's good. It's true. Okay. It's damn true. Watch Biggest it. blatant ripoff that's not technically a remake. He gives an example of Wrecker versus Duel. Uh, is pretty bad. I think. I don't really how know. About, how about Midsommar versus Hereditary? <laughs> Not even close. I'm sorry. This guy ripped off his own movie. <laughs> I don't see any comparison to Midsommar uh, and, and Hereditary. That's so weird. Good question, Dave. Maybe we'll have to get back to that one. Yeah, Cam- I'm not good on the spot. Cameron, Sp- Scammon Scott. Scammon Spot. Luca, I have a fucking seizure. It's Cameron- Scott again from Patreon? Cameron Scott. <laughs> Cameron Chris uh, says, what's a genre or subgenre you can't understand the love for? Can't the western. The I mean, if you're talking about within horror, I used to say that about the western, but man, I'm digging them. Does he say subgenre or genre? It's, it's genre, genre or subgenre. And I, I'm not even against the western anymore either. To be honest, I, I kind of like everything. Romantic comedy, I even like. 
uh, subgenre you can't stand. If a subgenre of horror, if you had to pick one subgenre of horror. Well, I don't, I don't like freaking cheesy, like, like shot on video. Shit. No, it isn't. I don't care what it's shot on. No, like, I'm going to yeah, say I, that's I, what I don't like. If you're going to consider that no? like a subgenre. It's not really. some, I know, but I'm going to fucking cop out. Dave is where I'm going with that. Shot on video is my answer. Okay. <laughs> Shot on shittio. No, listen, I feel you if you're going to do that. But I'm going to say something like, I don't like goofy freaking goofy comedy horrors. Like, not, not all horror comedies, but goofy shit. Like Night of Something Strange or Greasy Strangler or... Just or Attack of the Killer Donuts. Just that title is a fucking turnoff to me. To me, movies like that give horror a bad name. That's what like people that don't like horror or, or, or don't watch it, that's what they think of when they think of horror. I think it's a bunch of stupid, mindless freaking shit. And movies like that, in my opinion, don't do any good for, for the genre as a whole. It, and I don't mean to shit on it, again, because if people Girl. like it, by all means, but me personally, I think that stuff like that, even like what's him call it, like Sharknado and shit, all that shit's stupid. Lava Lantula, it just it's like the lowest common denominator of, of horror. Uh, what's supposed to be entertaining? It's just like something that like a a four year old would create. I don't know. I, sh- I guess that's all I could say. That's fine. Uh, we got Dave again saying fave non final girl from a movie. Non-final girl? Yeah, which I, I remember movie? reading this, and I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, like I mean, are you just saying the main star? A final girl really is just from a slasher film, no? True, true. You're right. There's so many not good non-final girls that, that get killed. That's too, that's too hard of a question. It is. Uh, on the spot, yeah, I got to think about these and come hey, back. another one we got to think about. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Gives us all the ones we Write them down. About. Write the think about down. Oh, I love this. this why have we never mentioned this name on the show before? Mika Woodcock. <laughs> oh, I know who Mika Woodcock yeah. is. Yeah. That's a hard That's the question? Yeah. That's it. That's just, Mika Woodcock? That was his question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Was, <laughs> no. It's, was he uh, the one that asked about the favorite final girl? That no, no, no. That was Dave. The favorite Mika girl? Woodcock says, what are your favorite horror book short stories? We've kind of talked about this before. The Mist? Good one, and I liked Survivor Type and the Hellbound Heart. Oh well. Do you want to add to this, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon doesn't read. <laughs> yeah, I don't read much. I uh, short story. If you want. I don't know. Can't think right now. He's a great ad libber, everybody. Uh, now Warren Money. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Money, how you been? Warren man? Money. Where's that podcast, Warren? What's the most yeah. you've ever been scared? What's the most you've ever been scared slash jumped in a horror film? Minus the Exorcist 3 at the cinema, the Nun with Shears. After that, Mikey in the Corner and Blair Witch. There's oh. so much to, about this. I mean, fuck, we talked about the thing. That jump scare gets me each and every time. When I watched Halloween 4, and remember, the nostalgia for this goes way back. When that guy's in mid-sentence and Mike's fucking hand comes and his thumb jabs him in the middle of the head, I jumped probably five feet out of my seat. <laughs> I think that's Damn. how the movie won me over because I just loved it from that point on that it just scared me so much. I admit when the sheer, the nun with the shears in Exorcist 3 was a great scene too, but jump scares are great, but I like that feeling of just constant dread, like the constant build through the whole thing. Like hereditary just made me feel like totally uneasy the whole way through. 
Yeah, that'll do Wait, it. what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> what should, what host should be kicked off the show? Oh, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Easily answered. Uh, what was the most you've ever been scared or jumped in a horror film? Uh, I don't I don't jump at films anymore. Just for cock. What I'll cock. jump for cock. <laughs> Man, I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, that's what scared me that much. The ring scared me. First time I saw it. Well, the Juan movies kind of scared me. I'll tell you that. You're just, you're just scared of Jews. <laughs> so not the, the one shining, party. The uh, oh fuck, even the uh, quiet ones last year, man. That uh, that had some good tension in the theater. The quiet ones. Oh fuck. Um, a quiet place. Oh, a Thank quiet you. place. Thank you. <laughs> okay, gotcha. He's a, a dead liver, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I got a shot right back at me. Nice. At a left field, fucking kid and play. Uh, <laughs> John Carlo Cruz, did you guys see Midsommar? Unfortunately, I have not. Brandon just gave his piece. Dave uh, mentioned yeah. that he liked it. It's good. Go see it. That's go it. That's it. that. That's it for questions. We actually did it. So now we can go right into the final movie. How about that? Silence of the Lambs scared you. Book. We're fucking. We're oh. like five minutes beyond the question. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Horror the book. Fuck. Horror <laughs> book. <laughs> It's uh, even on the books. It wasn't even a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about the books. It was like seven questions ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, Shutter Island 2. Holy shit. Shutter Island 2 that was a sequel? No, Shutter Island all. Shutter Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brandon right, right, doesn't listen to the show. He hasn't listened to the show since like episode yeah. three. Listen to <laughs> Why am I listening? I'm here. I'm on it. Yeah. But then if you listen back, you'd be like, I actually said that shit. <laughs> we want you to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening back and you keep repeating the same mistakes. <laughs> so it's clearly not helping. So I'm not even going to bother. You know what, what I fucked up on? I laughed. I was talking about laughing like I did at like De Niro and Cape Fear. I should have been saying I'm laughing like Sam Neill in fucking In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> good segue in let's fucking talk about it brandon fucking give us the goods all right in the mouth of madness 1994 an insurance investigator begins discovering that the impact a horror writer's books have on his fans is more than inspirational i'll start with one thing this is one of my favorite horror movies of the 90s one of them let's say where it lands but I loved it when I saw it in the theater, and it, and, it, and it still stands out as one of my favorite horror movies of the 90s. Whoa. Wow. There you go. Well, that is one that's on the top 20-whatever, 20 25, that we have to talk about on uh, Pockets Under the Stairs. So it did make the cut, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I think I think that I don't know if it's me or not. So I, I can't insult it, because that's not my intention to insult, but... I want to say that it's too heady, but maybe because it's going over my head. You get my meaning when I say all that? Well, yeah, I, it's too convoluted. Well, there, there, is, there is some, it is convoluted, but and I think it gets, you either have to buy into it or not. And I think it plays with the meta, the metaphor, the fact that she's watching the fucking, his life play out in front of him at the end of the movie. It's like a meta version of everything that happened. I mean, it, it gets, it gets totally fucked up. It's almost like, um, the, like, Everything becomes reality, and, and you either buy into that ending or you can't buy into it because... Listen, I'll buy into the ending, but the way the ending plays out, it, if I pull back and analyze it from, from 
from you know a, a distance, it's a much simpler film to explain. I don't get all this meta shit. You don't get and the meta shit? I don't get the meta shit. I get a mega shit, but not the meta <laughs> shit. <laughs> but also, not only do I feel like it's convoluted at times, but it's also a bit overkill with, oh, it was just a dream. Oh, it was just a dream. Oh, it was just a dream. There's way too many we are, sequences. We are yeah. beaten over the head with that. And I get that the film is supposed to be nightmarish and not being able to differentiate reality from fiction and the impact that, that you know, you know, nonfiction ha- has on us and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, not nonfiction. Fiction? Fiction, yeah. Fiction, yeah. Has on us. But, uh, but they beat it over our heads so much that it's almost like you can figure it out too early and get a sense of where it's going rather than it being more subtle. There's no grounding this film in reality at all because it just starts out, you know, it starts out at the end and then it jumps right into, you know, chaos happening after one small scene of him playing an insurance investigator, John Trent, Sam Neill, who's very good, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I guess this was just at a time where I loved, like, well, A, Carpenter was, at this point, my favorite director. I remember going into this movie, I couldn't wait to see this film because it was his first film in a, in a few years. Uh, well, I, no, it was, I guess, Memoirs of the Invisible Man came out before it, which I loved. I'm actually probably one of the only people that loved Memoirs of the Invisible Man. <laughs> and, I never saw it. And, like, so I saw that movie, like, twice in the theater. And so I, I always was open to seeing a new film. And I remember, again, the soundtrack here, the creature design, it got under my skin. Like this soundtrack, if you just listen to the soundtrack, it's fantastic. The creature design is great too. But yes, there's a bit of convolution here. Is that a word, convolution? It's convoluted. I will agree with you. I can't, I can't say it's not. I'm forgiving of it from the total package that's the movie. I, I thought there were scenes in this film that were creepy and unsettling, but I felt like there was a film from last year that sort of had a similar concept that was like really well done that I don't not not everybody loved, but I, I really uh, felt it was it was better done in, in that film. Which film was that? <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank now all of a sudden? What's the one where they return to the cult? The two um, brothers? Oh, The Endless. Or the Endless, Endless yeah. yeah. Yeah, endless. I could see some parallels to that too. I, I yeah. would agree that I thought it was. In terms bad. of, in but terms I'm in the of, minority in, with in that film. Pe- yeah. In terms of people playing their roles over and over, it just becomes apparent what what's going on here. You know, the I see you, he sees you. It's just I don't know. I think it's trying to be a lot smarter than it is. I think the dream, the too many dream sequences, is probably the biggest fault in the film. Um, Again, this is not flawless by any means, but I do I do like the ride here. With no, is it Hobbs Corner? Is that Hobbs, Hobbs End. End. Hobbs End. Hobbs yeah. End. I like I like the the map again. How he he, he establishes the map uh, based on the covers of the book. I thought that was kind of uh, kind of cool as well. A little forced, but cool. yes, a the, little forced. The the, the 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 getting back to the insurance company and finding out that um, the girl never existed. And he what? returned the what? script. Then he returned the script like months ago. That part is a little head scratchy. Remember, he goes back, goes back and talks to yeah. uh, Charleston Heston, right? And then he's like, yeah. "I, you've been, you handed oh, me yeah, the manuscript right. three months ago." So, yeah, that's where I get a little confused. That that part, that part, I'd like to unravel a little bit more. 
because I that's where it does kind of lose me, and you just have to bu- you just have to buy it. And if you don't buy it, then it could really throw you off. Because like, then where has he been for three months? What has he been doing? It's it, everything's just been one big mind fuck. I didn't even love the stuff in Hobbs End, and I th- thought it could have been a little bit a little bit better. I really did not like the the scenes with Sutter Kane. I just I don't know. I was bored by those scenes. When he was in the church and all that stuff, I thought yeah, that was kind of cool. Th- to me, this yeah, is I the mean, last I... great Carpenter film. I, I think it, 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 there is some things here that start leaning towards where he went, and it, and it, and and it's a little bit more lucid and more, more mean spirited. And there's like you know, there's wife, there's women hitting in this, and he gets a little bit more gets more into the women hitting as this movie is going <laughs> on. I used to yeah. love this film. Watching it this time, I saw a lot of a lot of things I didn't like about it. And I just feel with the way it ended and my interpretation of it, which I'll give when we get close to the to the ending of the f- the film and, you know, ultimately how we see it. I feel like when they were in Hobbs End, they should have just gone full out with the monsters, you know, this ancient race of monsters just bleeding through into this reality. And, and they could have made that just like a nightmarish, you know, slaughter in the town rather than these townspeople becoming sort of like possessed one by one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could see that. It, it, it works, but there's something about that guy just walking up in midday, going across the street with an ax and attacking. Oh. Like, oh, no, that's back. That's back in reality. Yeah. Okay. Which, in, 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 you know, in uh, John trench. In, well, no, it's not. It's it's absolutely not. Which it's back in John Trent's, you know, world, and uh, that part I really like. Did you notice that about when the first time it happened, when the guy came at him with the axe, and he th- later on the agent had blood coming from his eyes too, the same as the yeah. guy that initially came with the axe. Yeah, the first uh, guy. Sutter, like there's a few. There's, there's yes. They've kept that. You read Sutter King. Yeah, no, no. It's it, there's. Brandon, I totally understand where you're going, and this is like, it, it's going to be, I think, a, a divisive for a lot of people because you 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 go into this realm, and then where when he escapes from the the loony bin, um, r- rather um, easily, um, and then realizes the town's gone crazy, and then watches the movie. Uh, of the of the book, and it ends up being his life unfolding there. It's a total ble- like a mind meld of of fiction versus reality, and and we're experiencing firsthand there. And you're either going to buy into it or you're not going to buy into it. I think. Well, all, I don't buy into it at all. All I buy into is that when he's seeing the film version within this movie, you know, he's seeing that he was a fictional character the whole time, which means everything we're watching is the book. And that, Everything we're watching is the book. There is no reality established in this film. The reality is us, as the viewer watching this. Sutter Kane yeah. might not even be the writer of this. We're just watching a book on film. Well, there you go. Which it's Lovecraft. <laughs> this whole and then you don't like it because Lovecraft, of that? that? That actually makes you hate it. That's just—I don't know. They just—it tries to be too smart, and I've seen too many and people analyze this with meta and. And, you know, interpretations with, you know, um, in terms of the way society, you know, you know, views, uh, you know, pop culture and stuff like that. And people are trying to be way too smart about it. And the simplicity of it is if he was a book character the whole time, that means everything is predestined. And from the beginning, he's a book character. John Trent, the um, insurance investigator, 
is a character that's written. It's written that way. It's written that he's going to bust this guy for trying to commit fraud. It's written that he's going to be at that restaurant. It's written that he's going to go to Hobbs End. It's written that he's going to come back to Hobbs End. But isn't the it's, whole thing it's that— It's written that he's going to— dis- that he's transcended from being just like a, a, a like being able to write the written word and and it it becomes like the the book becomes a living breathing thing that nothing there might be there, there might be a setup but the 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 nowman or the the end is, is unforeseen and this movie doesn't really the truly end to get me it's end. just the end of the book but there is the no end. end the end is is an ongoing loop because he's 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 watching himself he's watching a movie of his life and he goes into a mad laugh which doesn't end anything. It just, it just, the movie ends, but the cycle I think, could, will I continue. Think the, I, see, and that's the thing. People analyze that as like an ongoing loop. I view that as the end of the book. Our character, John Trent, realizes as he sits in the movie theater that he was a character in the book the whole time. And he slowly uh, laughs and then turns to cries of insanity. The end. So would it, would it have been happy? Would it, would you have been happier if it then cuts to like, a book closing, her, her reading, yeah, book closing <laughs> with that line, like like the the part in in Wes Craven's New Nightmare where he says the line of dialogue and it cuts to the computer and you see it on the screen, right? Um, and then so in this movie, and, and it could even be fucked up. It could be the girl that he was traveling with to Hobbs End, and she's reading the book and so, and then closes it and said, "I think this is your best work." And then the movie ends. Would that would that make it better for you, or like I I I love the ending of him maniacally laughing at his own existence and, and uh, quote unquote reality. And, and it just ending with that, but I could have been down with something to that extreme extreme too. It didn't have to be that character, but just some sort of connection to it all being the written word, but that yeah. might play uh, yeah. against what they're going for. Yeah. Well, they're going for so much more and, and I don't like that, you know, with the simplicity of, of how I view it. That's that's, that was my critique of initially, of New Nightmare. And it's funny that C brought that up, that Wes Craven wrote the whole thing and the whole thing was just characters. Remember we talked about yeah. that? Well, this, this I mean, who wrote this, though? Sutter, you know... Lovecraft wrote it. Sutter Kane <laughs> is just a character within this story also. Sutter Kane's a character in the book also. Maybe, there you go. See, it's, it's over my head. See, I didn't interpret it that way. I don't know. Maybe next time I watch it, I'll get exactly what you're talking about. If Because there's no establishment of him, like, slipping from reality. He, It's just, if he's a character, then he's a character from the beginning. Sutter Kane? Or, or you well, remember, Neil? think the way... Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Think the way the movie starts. He gets locked up in the thing, and they say that everything's going crazy on the outside, but he's locked up in the inside, and... Or there's more more of him on the outside, but he's locked up. And then they have these conversations throughout. And the girl says something to him about, you know, if reality changed. Uh, you oh, yeah, the, the insane, insane versus the sane. Yeah. The sane will be locked up and the insane be out. And that's exactly what ends up happening to him, maybe. Because remember, that's how the movie begins. Think about how the movie begins and he's thrown into that thing and they're waiting for him to come in. And they throw him in that freaking room when they give him the crayon. He's doing the crosses and all that stuff. That's reality ends right there. Reality ends right there when he he asked for one black crayon. And he wrote like a fucking thousand crosses in that room. And when does crayon stick on your skin? Yeah. Right on your forehead. Really thick, too. I just just don't know. With With that loop, it's just a book playing over and over. It's just reading a book over and over. So that to, to you that that that's a deterrent. You just I, I don't 
even know if it's that, it's that that it's a deterrent. I just think with so much in there to try to confuse you and drive you crazy. I think for me, watching this film is almost like uh, going back to doing the uh, Phantasm show, where oh. I ne- where I nearly lost my mind. Where this film is trying to make me lose my mind, and here I like, I finally you know sat back at the end and you know for for review's sake kind of really thought okay well what does this all mean if he's a character okay then he's a character from the beginning which means everything everyone else and everything he encounters throughout is a character you know i don't know there's there's just no setup of reality and no bleeding there where where i say oh my god this is where he lost his sanity and it slipped into you know fiction versus non-fiction well i think that's how john carpenter is presenting it to us but the way that the movie, uh, I think, is playing out is that he slips into reality by reading the works. The works have taken on some sort of supernatural existence that by reading the written word, it will drive you mad. So while he's reading his Sutter King books and then slipping into those dream-induced states, I think that's where maybe he slips totally into this alternate reality. Which then the only that- thing that doesn't explain to me is how he drops off the script or the manuscript three months ago and, and whatever. Cause then what sort, what did, did, did reality split and did he go down into the same uh, route yet? There was another dimension that he went, got the script from Sutter Kane, found them and delivered the, the, the script on time. And then they, they come back and converge again. Or merge. See, like, I, I think the part where he's <laughs> where he starts reading Sutter Kane and and slipping, you know, in and out of of uh, of reality and putting the covers together, that's all a story arc within this book that he's been written in. And I just feel like Sutter Kane and his um his works are a work of fiction within this work of fiction, and that everything you know they're talking about, you know, uh, you know, an ancient race taking over the world is just story arc within the story so it's like a story within a story it almost feels like uh like inception a dream within like a dream really within a dream. really pull back yeah like the dream within a dream and then you know the ending with him dropping off the uh the script is really you know there's really no sort of um at least i couldn't really come up with the logic of how it was done except for that the writer of this story of this story where john trent is the main character is uh is insane at this point and he doesn't realize that at some point he did drop it off so it's caused it's, by, it's weird it's, because it's caused by the written word so then anything that happens thereafter it, it, we, we can't believe because we're viewing it through the insane mind the movie plays out we're, we're experiencing his insanity so that he's not a written character that we're experiencing his descent into absolute madness based on the fact that he read the wor- the, the works of Sutter Kane, which has had an adverse effect on readers and has started creating this outbreak. And then we're seeing his descent into that. We are seeing his descent into that, but the bottom line is we're seeing the descent of a written character. Well, of course we are because it's a movie. <laughs> no, but he's a written character within the movie. He's, he, it's that, a written that's where the meta the that's where the meta arguments will come into because then then it, it, it has to you then do have to question or say but yes we are watching a movie which then of course we're watching a movie but that that plays into it i'm watching a book within a movie sorry there is no movie i'm watching a book that's how i feel that's how i can explain it in the way i see it we're watching a book 
I don't know. I don't think we're going to. We're not going to answer it today because we're all going to have different thought processes. But and once again, I don't think it, the conversation ends here. Our conversation will end eventually. But, no, <laughs> no, no, we're just I mean, going to go in a loop. Yeah, we're, this is going to be hard to sit in the madness. That's what I should do well, for the episode. Just it. It's just edit it over and over and over again. Going, did they just say this? <laughs> and it just understand. keeps going. You don't understand it, Dave. So that. No, I, no, I don't get. Okay. He doesn't believe what's happening, even when he finds out that things are repeating, which is weird. Okay, that's just him in a book. I don't know if he's written that way or if he's trying to figure it out. And he's like, everything keeps repeating. But everything that he dreams about comes back and it happens. There's got to be something to that. They talk about the things that Kane writes are indescribable. Okay? And that's that's like, like Lovecraft. That's, that's the same type of stuff. And I think that this is a, a whole lot of uh, Carpenter with tribute to Lovecraft. Oh, well, it's tentacle... his gig here. I just love all that creatures. stuff. I love that. All that stuff. Just, you know, everything uh, undescribable stuff. And and then he says they were telling me what to write when, when they do talk to him, like the Elder Gods. That's all Lovecraftian stuff. All this stuff is like, to me, it's like, like when, when, when Argeno made uh, Do You Like Hitchcock? And it was all kinds of Hitchcockian stuff in his in that movie, but it was more in your face. This is in the mouth of madness. Is 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 all Carpenter, who has already done those Lovecraftian movies, talking about the thing and talking about Prince of Darkness. And this time he's more in your face with it, and that's what I think it is. Lovecraft being a writer of of, of you know fiction, and Carpenter taking his fiction. And putting his own spin on it, I think he's trying to make some type of statement in this movie. And again, like I'm saying about his his love for Lovecraft, just like in the Mountains of Madness was Lovecraft, and this is called in the Mouth of Madness. There's too many comparisons that go directly to H.P. Lovecraft, and I think that it's it's too heady in that way where I don't know. And maybe I should ask Brian Sammons because he's an expert on Lovecraft. Maybe this entire thing can be explained by by him. I don't know. I don't know a whole uh, enough about Lovecraft to, to say, but I think that that weighs heavily on the movie. I think it's like a statement, and it's. I think it's more of you know just like a love letter to him, you know. With well, yeah, but it's but a love. I, but still, there's more to it. I, I don't. He's an I, don't I don't see it. I, don't, I, I just don't see maybe, you know, within the, the, the confines of the actual, you know, putting together this film, but within the story, I mean, he even pulled, you know, everybody, every character in here is like, I can't get out, you know, I, you know, I can't get out of this because they're written into this loop that they're in the bicycle guy and, uh, the, you know, the girl, uh, Linda, was it Linda? The one he was driving with? Yeah, Linda, name, Linda yeah. Styles was driving with. She starts kissing him. She's like, "I was written this way," and uh, you know. And then the reveal when he finally pulls back the poster at the end, and you see his picture, and he's the main character in the latest Sutter Kane book. So then we just know we're just viewing the manuscript. We're just seeing the manuscript playing out on screen. Maybe it is that simple, and I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I. I'm tired. I can't. Think yeah, I don't. Clean. I don't necessarily think it's that simple. But I'm losing my I, mind. There still are other books, but are those other books within this book? Is this I a story? Know. Is this just a story where a guy where a guy realizes he's a character in the final chapter of a uh, 
of a uh, fictional writer's stories that's going to bring about the end of the world by bringing back an ancient race of monsters. And in which case, you can just keep going deeper and deeper and drive yourself fucking nuts. <laughs> now, that's a Twilight Zone, talking about that. That's like a Twilight Zone episode, somebody being a character in a book and not realizing it. Yeah, that's, and that, that's that's what this almost feels like at times. But, that you know, certainly Lovecraft feels, you know. I, I, maybe I really, it is just that. Maybe it's just a nod to Lovecraft throughout, and, and it's a Twilight Zone-type story. You're right I about know. Brian, though. I know you, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna... He's, he'd be somebody who, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna ask him about it, if he thinks that that's it, and how he feels about this. Yeah. How about the guy, KMB, with the effects are great? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. We didn't mention anything about that. All that stuff is really good when we see it. Uh, I like when... I like the way he exited, when Sutter Kane exited the film, and his character went away. That was done well. That uh, part I like. Yeah. I, I just, I just didn't. Lo- I don't know what it was. I have nothing against um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jurgen Pronch now. What Pronch? <laughs> I can't say his fucking name. No clue. Jurgen Pronch now. Whatever. You know, whatever. The guy who played Sutter Kane. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't really engaged in in the scenes with him, and it should have been. Uh, maybe it, it felt a little too uh, nightmarish. I didn't like the setting of it. I almost wish it was like, uh, like it played out in a more grounded reality in like the the setting where where John Trent was in so it was a little bit more confusing i felt like it almost kind of with the exception of seeing the monsters in the uh, hobbs end i felt like it almost kind of fell apart because it just became so nightmarish that you knew this wasn't real or you knew this was just a, a nightmare descending on the world so you just it just gave a sense too much of a sense of doom rather than playing it a little bit more subtle I don't know. I, I, I know what I know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking is coming out in any sort of coherent manner. Like uh, Dave said, we are getting a little. I am too getting a little tired. Yeah, we're fading. We're fading. <laughs> uh, did you notice the doctor's name was Saperstein? In the Saperstein. Movie? You know, my yeah. dad watched it with me. My dad's like, "Hey, a Jewish doctor." <laughs> <laughs> Another guy from Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Yeah, Samperstein. And how about when they were playing the song, We've Only Just Begun? Uh, and it was the Carpenters. Yeah, and not, do you think not, he did that on purpose? Yeah, on definitely. Like, uh, him a little. Yeah. Yeah, that not, was cool. Not the Carpenters. Yeah. And how about that one guy? I noticed him right away as is, um, is UN Jefferson from the Revenge of the Nerds, the head of Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, of Revenge course. of the Nerds, funny you bring that up today. My wife told me right before we started recording, 35, 35th anniversary today. Oh, I just... you're serious? I love that movie. Yeah, Bernie Casey. Yeah. But yeah, UN Jefferson was in the movie. <laughs> yep. Hold it, coach. You just hold it right there. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta put one foot. In front of the other. We're going to bring that back. <laughs> nice. There you go. Anyway. I, Put you up. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, so the mind fuck took you out of the movie, then, is what you're trying to say. B? I think it became too convoluted for how I interpret the simplicity of, of what it ultimately played out to be. So that I when I fu- so when I pulled back and I saw, like, okay, this is how I view it. It's like all this, like, all this stuff going on in the middle. I almost kind of, like lose interest in a little and i was i i really just didn't love hobbs end as much as i i wanted to or as much as i remember liking in the past because i used to be very high on this film i, I was I, I i feel like i came down a little bit 
from where I was back in the 90s, but I feel like this movie is more consistent throughout for me than Prince of Darkness is, for that matter. So uh, I do like I do enjoy this a bit more. Uh, it's still not it's not comparative to the thing. Very few films are, but uh, I you know what I I'm I'm high I'm high on it. It's weird because like this is the type of film like like we, like I talked about when we were doing the thing is like it's it's open to many interpretations and with the thing I said that was something I changed my mind I'm like oh I love that idea now where where yeah you know you know Dave said there is an answer out there Carpenter has the answer but we can come up with so many different ideas that can all be plausible and make sense and one of them might be the answer whereas here there's just too many explanations that just seem too like pretentious almost like i i read some i read some of the reviews and listened to some youtube channels and and people are are dropping stuff that i'm i'm going to be honest i didn't even couldn't even keep up with what people were talking about i'm like what like come on this is this movie is not for a layman <laughs> yeah, so what know. did you give it uh i give i stay where i'm at 7.5 and i used to be much higher i probably was used to be at like a 9 but at 7.5, yeah. And Dave? Hey, uh, did anybody notice when the old lady started crying towards the end of the movie for no reason? When it, when, it, when she was confronted, that whole thing? And the old <laughs> lady started crying? It was ridiculous. Oh, I know how part it was. It was when they were in the bus. Remember when that scene when he's in the bus and, and, and he starts flipping out? Yeah. Okay. Well, for no reason, he says something that he's sitting next to an old lady, and the old lady starts crying, and then it goes. I thought he's because he uh, didn't he wake <laughs> up from the doesn't he wake up from the dream screaming on the bus? And I think she's just freaked out by him. I don't. Know. I think she was she was yeah. crying the first time, and then he woke up. Oh, I don't know because my daughter pointed out. She goes, "Why is that old lady crying?" So I gotta watch it again with her because she's she crying because she doesn't understand the movie either. <laughs> well, I also called the guy on the bike, the kid on the bike that turns into the old man on the bike. I called that carpenter on a bike because that white hair when I got things go by. Is that like is that John Carpenter on the bike? <laughs> it's not. Amazing, it's man. someone wearing like an old age mask, but it's not him. Creature design is great. Um, yep. You didn't rate it though, Dave. I don't. Know. Did you have more I'll notes? Yeah, no, 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 I don't have. I just want to talk about that lady crying because it was. So funny. <laughs> I love ladies crying. Uh, uh, I I give it eight out of ten. I was about where Brandon was back in the nineties. I was about hovering around a nine, but I I will say that I think this is more realistic. I, I'm at eight point five. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We're all actually pretty close. Yeah, I know we I were. Just, you know, I, I I don't know why. Like I always felt like, especially going into rewatching this time, I felt like okay, like. This could be a potential, you know, nine, nine and a half for me. But it's been a while since I've seen it. And just, I've never watched it for, you know, a critique purpose, you know, in terms of doing a review. So this time I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm watching it with a buddy and he's like, he's really just losing interest. He's, you know, he's like, yeah, these dream sequences are becoming, you know, redundant. and A few too many dream sequences. I agree. Yeah, and I'm just, you know, and then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know. At the time, though, they were not. That now they're ridiculously played out, but at this time, eh. yeah. I mean, I have it on blue. Maybe if I watch it again in a, you know a few months or a year, and it, maybe maybe I take a different take on it, and uh, something clicks, and I like it more. It, well, it just happens. I just happened to click when I was uh, escaping out of my IMDb on this movie. I noticed that uh, the box office take uh, uh, was it was just a quick thing. It said that uh, 
that Hobbs and Knobs or whatever movie's going to stay at number one, but that's scary story. Uh, <laughs> car- uh, scary stories. Scary stories that tell in the dark. Uh, looks like it's eyeing 20 million. So that's, uh, that's good. Nice. And there's another horror movie in the theater, man. Like there, the last six weeks, I don't think you could say there's not been a horror movie in the theater at the very least, maybe even longer, maybe even eight weeks and, now. And that's mostly fantastic. positive review and mostly positive reviews from people who have seen all these films. Like when there hasn't been a, a a time frame where we've had consistent horror films in a theater for a while, so yeah, we might be off to a slow start for the year. We're half over halfway through, but I mean, we got it coming out in a couple of weeks, and I think then we'll start seeing. We still have the lighthouse that's coming out soon, right? Oh yeah, the lighthouse three from hell. Yep, Mister Ramman. The- I hope we did the uh, apocalypse trilogy justice. I would love to hear your reviews. Whether ratings, whether quick synopsis reviews, whatever it may be on our page, let us know what you think as well. We appreciate you uh, putting this out there for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Lots of fun. Glad everybody chipped in. Thanks, everybody, for the kind words. Thanks for supporting us. We love you guys. We're going to try to, uh, you know, go back to our old schedule, right? Yeah. I I mean, it's always the goal for us to do – a show every two weeks and put out two shows a month, you yep. know, when, when shit happens and life gets in the way, it's not, it's not us ducking out and, and trying to, you know, be shady and just, you know, kind of hide and take your money. It's not that we're just, you know, it's, it's genuine. We'll do that. It's I have no problem just crazy. taking your money, but yeah, not, I'll, I'll, I'll take your money, but <laughs> we're not, uh, we're not taking these, these, mm-hmm. these long breaks from recording because, we just want to break. We're, we're doing it because, you know, other things are getting in the way. Right. And we got stuff. These are the next five shows. Hopefully, uh, there was a time when I said they're going to be once a month, but we're going to hopefully do before. But next show is going to be, we're going to have the Ringu trilogy. We're going to be uh, talking the triple R's are going to be De- uh, Devil and Starry Eyes. Nice. Uh, yeah. In October, or not October. And the show after that, show 86, is going to be uh, movies, Mantango, Cure, and Premonition. And then Grave Encounters 1 and 2 for Triple R's. Then, episode 87, we're going to talk about Nightbreed, The Descent, and Videodrome. Wow. our features, yep. And then we're going to be talking two Triple R's, Pigs and Hell Knight. And episode 88 is 1988, The Year in Horror. Ten mini-reviews of 1988. And then, episode 89 is an... Uh, the last of our non-horror shows, because it's not going to be a, a Patreon perk anymore by the time uh, th- this comes. That's going to be episode 89, Dancer in the Dark, The Hunt, and Dear Zachary. Holy shit. Get your yep. tissues ready for that show. Oh, yep. Masturbation Fest? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, of course, there'll be a couple of other reviews on that. I just haven't had that filled out yet. But... That's what we're going to do, and when those are the next five shows. So hopefully those five shows aren't going to take five months. Hopefully it's going to be five shows in, you know, three months max. You know? Absolute yeah, we're going to restructure. Absolute Dave. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. We got to get out of here, man. But thanks, everybody. We love you guys. Yeah. Sorry we've been gone so long, but uh, yeah. it won't happen again. And if it does, there won't be any more damn shows. <laughs> so We don't want that to happen. Good night, everybody. No. Thanks yeah, for night. listening. See ya in the funny bit. You should say, now you're a you will see.